Reach for the sky, boy! Uh, we got another episode today for you guys, so strap on your seatbelts. It's gonna be a fun ride. We're talking about, you know, all a bunch of positive stuff. Nothing that has me harassed this morning, obviously. Or anyone for that matter. Uh, you know, just nothing happened last night. There's a little bit of SmackDown. Uh, and we went to bed just not knowing. Okay, so there was a lot of fucking shit. So we we now <laughs> have all this stuff to talk about. Uh, you know, maybe CM Punk should not be on Instagram, and maybe maybe Tony Khan should take a break from Twitter. I don't know. I don't control people's lives. But what I will say is, we're here to talk about it uh, on Wrestling Geeks Lives. I could not do this show by myself, snickering in the background. Wouldn't that have been weird if you're a first-time listener? And you thought this was a one-man thing, and you just heard laughter? Like, I put that in? No, I did not put that in. That is actually the great brother, Christopher Ray Patton. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> I'm doing great, right? Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. W-W-W-W-W-W-B. God damn it. Yep. Are you guys out here wanting to watch episodes of Malcolm Minetti in the Jamie Foxx show? Because your boy didn't have cable growing up. So I know about that life. I know about the WWWB Channel 36 here in Atlanta. Let's go. No, no. <laughs> it's been a good weekday. How's your week been, buddy? What have you been up to? You know, just just living, just living on the, uh, you know, just the normal stuff. Uh, try to think of like a transition. See, this is always where I fuck things up. I guess I don't have enough caffeine in me. Don't worry. I have a rock star in front of me that has 260 milligrams of caffeine so once it's down i'm forced to be somewhat awake so you know <laughs> by the way we're recording this at noon but anyways uh, what did you I- were just like i'm just out here living i just kept wanting you to go we can't be known to ash <laughs> we're living up the ash. yeah there you go there it is I'm yes sir we are living on the edge um but... so uh I, I i didn't get to talk about it last week but show, things i watched that i really loved are marcel the shell with the shoes on <laughs> fucking incredible incredible film incredible i loved it 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 tugged all of my heartstrings like all of those pixar films always do and this is not a pixar film i think the art was incredible uh he sings peaceful easy feeling it's amazing. I loved everything about it. Go watch it. If you haven't seen it, it deserved to win all of the Oscars, all of them, not just best animation, but literally all of them. Um, <laughs> so wait, it's, how'd you feel? This the stuff of those YouTube shorts from years ago, like the stop anim- animation with the shell with like the googly eyes on them. Yeah. They made a whole film out of it. It's an hour and 30 minutes long. So I guess, you know, yeah. Take, take it really yeah, I loved it I thought it was amazing put oh. together it looked really great it's 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 awesome it's it's a really really well done film I think I messaged you immediately. I was like holy shit that was great <laughs> it's on the the show if you got showtime if you're one of those yellow jackets fans maybe you watch yellow jackets and then you can watch uh Marcel the show with the shoes on afterwards just roll right into that uh outside of that watch the uh Still keeping up with the next season of Picard. It's been awesome. If, like I said, if you're 
if you were down on the first two seasons of Picard, this next season, this current season's incredible, especially if you're an next gen fan. Definitely check it out. Um, since it has been two weeks, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show, but um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis should not have won a supporting actress. She wasn't even fucking a supporting actress in the movie she was claimed to be. She was a smaller role than that. And because it was a superhero film, they fucking robbed Angela Bassett, her second nomination. She didn't fucking win it for for Tina Turner back in the day, and she didn't win the Oscar. And I thought everything else, pretty much award-wise, I was with, but I just don't get it. I really feel like it is a flack that if you are a part of a horror movie or a genre movie or a conflict movie, that the integrity is not there enough to be able to qualify yourself. But her performance in Black Panther was incredible, and she was one of the main characters. Jamie Lee Curtis was a fun cameo-esque character within her movie, so I was pretty uh, upset about that. Uh, she won every other fucking award leading up to it. She won the BAFTA, she won the SAG Award, so just wanted to mention my disdain for for once again, fucking over comic book movies and horror movies. Genre films. That have integrity! <laughs> Damn it. Um, so, uh, best costume for the Oscars did go to um was that the only award black Pan- panther won ruth carter which we've interviewed we've actually interviewed on uh, geek vibes geek vibes nation i mixed that so you guys go listen to that uh when the first black panther movie came out well um, we had two nominations that- for the film like i said one of them was angela bassett for best supporting actress um and then also they yes they had awards for um your various other ones, costumes and sound and whatnot. But, yeah, I was, I was just. That's the, that's, those were the only two they were nominated for. I mean, I feel like, like some sound, see, sound me, works, you know, I'm sure, like special effects wise, probably. I don't know if they won anything. You're, you're missing the points. Angela Bassett was fucked over for a cameo role from Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, no, no, I get, I get the point. And, and also, me and you, for years and years, have been yelling about, like, yo, if it's best film, shouldn't it be, like, Hulk Hogan? Because, <laughs> like, if we're just doing best film, shouldn't have been, like, fucking Top Gun Maverick? Really? It was nominated. So, I know, some- I know people, filmies out there, <laughs> don't want to hear that, but, like, it's the one that brought people back to theaters. It was in theaters for, like, a full year. <laughs> Um, probably did the biggest box office. So, hey, like, you know uh, what I'm disgusted in, Chris, for myself, is that I have to admit to you right now that something I've been watching lately. Oh God! So I found out, and I decided to watch that. I found out basically Paramount Plus had a lot of um, seasons of The Real World on it, and I ended uh, up completely destroying within like two days of last weekend real world uh las vegas 30 episodes 20 minutes apiece and i'm currently <laughs> watching new orleans and those bastards because of copyright issues to certain songs apparently they don't have hawaii they don't have seattle they don't have miami like some of my favorite ones that were uh when i was younger watching them as a as a, as a Middle schooler and high schooler probably should not have been watching that in middle school. But uh, what's know. the what's the one, what's the one with the sad cowboy where they go to like Africa? 
Well, that was a, to, like road rules, which they don't have oh, any of the fucking road rules on there. Yeah, that's where they would travel like a certain area. Both of those shows, dude, it was like my dream to be on them. And instead of like something cool like that happening, instead they influenced every other fucking channel to try this format and do it way more scripted. And now we have reality TV. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, my sinuses finally let go this week because the weather's been hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold here in Atlanta. It's 82 outside right now, and it's been dropping below freezing the past week. Uh, and, and my stuff finally broke loose, and I took two days off work. And uh, I laid in bed and watched a bunch of 90210 on Pluto TV. And there's an entire good. episode. <laughs> there's an entire episode where they're they had a setup to film a reality TV show about roommates and those roommates bailed. So they end up like pretending to be the roommates. So there's like Brandon or Brandon and Donna and uh, David, the whole crew pretending to be not who they are. So it's like actors acting, <laughs> which is always fun. right? <laughs> like what? actors acting like they don't know how to act, but also being reality roommates it's a weird scene, bro. <laughs> like, so what happens when people start deciding to act real? You and know? start acting, acting like they act real. Um, shout out to Mike Mizanin. Uh, Dude, and they yeah, don't have that season. Either. They don't have a second New York season. I was so mad about that. I used to like the show. I gotta admit, I hate most reality TV, but the, the, those couple seasons and and the challenge, even though it was basically just fucking idiots in their 20s just getting wasted and starting shit with each other. Uh, there's something appealing to watching that, Chris. I don't know if you share that or See, not. I don't blame you if you don't. No, I mean, sometimes you just need to turn your brain off, and reality TV is perfect for that. And that, that's not an insult to people that love reality TV or anything, because I watch a lot of it. Like, I've watched Florida Bama Shore. I've watched, <laughs> like, Redneck Island. Like, I watch these shows. I get it. And sometimes you just need disconnect, and those are the perfect kind of shows. Like, you can kind of tune in. You know, so-and-so is in love with so-and-so. There's a fight, and you're like, oh, you turn out for, like, 10 seconds, then you just tune it back off and look at your phone or whatever. It's uh, it's kind of perfect for that. And they're fun. I mean, it's it. I always equate those kind of shows to um, Pringles, right? You can't just eat one Pringle. You're like Don't halfway you through the can. Oh. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Once you pop, fun don't stop. Uh, so yeah, no, I totally, I totally get it. I, I never gotten into like the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. Those kind of, I like, I like the ones where they yell at each other a lot more. <laughs> Put a bunch <laughs> of pissed off people in a house together. I like those. Let's do that. It's the like Australian a- Love Island. That's top tier. <laughs> It's really good. Jesus. The the modern the challenge uh episodes do better ratings than any wrestling show on today, so maybe Miz needs to go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's also on Florida Bama Florida Bama Shore. Uh oh man. She's like one of the main girls. Okay, she has like two names. She's like, uh, I'm this person until I get drunk and get mad and then I'm this person. <laughs> It's a female so weird. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I wish I could think of her name right now, but yeah, that's like her whole, it's like the whole gimmick. Well, I think uh, we might have lost every fan that we either had or were listening for the first time. 
Um, or but, they're just waiting for us to talk about the Bellas, which keep they're listening. They're not Bellas anymore. <laughs> they're the Diaz sisters. The Diaz, I, I don't want to, I don't remember what they went. I think it's the Diaz sisters. They're not related to Nick. Um, and <laughs> God damn it. Who, who cares if you love the American? I'm I'm confused. The American Dragon's last name is Diaz. What? No. <laughs> Are you saying that they went by that? Uh, total. Bonus. I'm just confused. I think it's the Garcia oh, all, system. Also, that uh, the the show that comes on after Raw was <laughs> that one with the uh, uh, Christopher. Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, it comes on directly after Raw. Like the whole family have blonde hair. Oh, the Chrisleys. The Chrisleys. So both the dad and mom are in prison right now while the season is airing, which I'm assuming is why it's getting buried like 11 o'clock. But they're in prison for like tax fraud and all sorts of stuff. Why? I mean, WWE gets carched blanc to do whatever they want. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, so let's get into some of this. Let's let's uh, let's let's switch over to wrestling news, and then we'll go over some of the big things on the shows. Guys, we're on the we're on the trail to WrestleMania, so you know there's not there's not a lot, but we'll probably make way too much you know talking for you to enjoy out of it. So there you go. The first one, and um, this is interesting because I I've checked out NXT. And apparently, uh, WWE is reportedly unhappy with recent NXT crowds, um, mainly being the focus on a very, you know, exact um, crowd that always comes to their shows and kind of, in my, in my opinion, one of the most annoying things about watching the show uh, is them hijacking it. And I mean, that type of stuff happens with big crowds, but when you're, you know, within the performance center, uh, I can kind of understand that they're basically trying to get wrestlers and and people to spread the word and start bringing some new people to watch uh, the product. I think one of the things that might be an annoyance is the fact that Braun Breaker, and it's got to be fucking annoying for him, has been booed pretty much because... He's not going to be the NXT guy anymore. So they've been kind of letting him have it. And he's not going off on them because he's supposed to be the babyface champion. Uh, so there's some awkwardness within it. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, there, there's a fine line, Chris, between manipulation. But I don't know if WWE is really doing that. I always find the the fans more annoying than... I guess more people are willing to, you know, admit um, with them making it about themselves. Just watch a New Japan show and then watch the fucking idiots uh, on a Monday Night Raw or an AEW show or anything like that. It's just a huge difference. They're making it about themselves a lot of times. So what do you think about their strategy? Uh, This is obviously a leaked thing that they probably did not want out there of them trying to get some more new eyes within the shows themselves. So it's not just the regulars who have, who seem to have outstayed somewhat their welcome, I guess. 
I mean, that's not that crazy for a recorded TV show, right? They're going to try to draw in whatever audience they can get, and if they can change it up, they will. I mean, TNA did the same thing. Uh, TNA actually had the same problem. Like, AJ Styles was getting super over, and they were like, but Kevin Nash, uh, when they were filming at Universal and stuff. So, I mean, this is like a common thing. I think the bigger problem is, is like, the reason people are booing Braun Breaker is because they want to see him on the main roster, and there's nothing for him to do. He's killed everybody in NXT at this point. The storyline doesn't matter, right? Like, I, I think it has less to do with him as a wrestler and more to do with, like, he, he's done everything. There's nothing for him to do there. Move him up. Um, people are really into the Grayson Waller HBK stuff, so that's good. So I, I, I don't know. It's it's a weird situation where you're talking about bringing in where they have, like, less than 1,000 people there. Right at full, are they yeah. still filming it at full sale? Because I heard they might be moving it to Universal or uh, AEW's doing recordings at Universal. I, ca- I can't remember which one it was. Is it Ring of Honor is at Universal? I can't remember. Someone's doing something at Universal. <laughs> I'm not um, sure. I know that they recorded this week's episode of Full Sale, and then the next episode will be um, oh, I, I will be the pay per view, obviously next weekend. Uh, for WrestleMania. Can you believe WrestleMania is next weekend? That's like, what's insane to me, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, fans definitely have a, can give a negative or positive vibe to the show going into it. I mean, but at the same time, you can't really blame the fans, even if they've sit there and witnessed all of it. There's only so many times they can cheer for a dominant uh, Braun Breaker, right? Unless you give them something intriguing. Like, you know, if Gunther came back down, you have another one of those matches and you can make him a sympathetic baby face or something. But he's just he's demolished everybody. He's Goldberg. He's got to move on. He's got to go to the next level. So I'm not surprised that fans are starting to turn on him. Tis just the way fans treat those kind of baby face characters. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Well. I have pretty much the full card for Stand and Deliver, but should we go over our predictions, I guess, next show? Which Stand and Deliver will be going on pretty much at the same time while we're doing the show. But, or do you want to go over this card now? Uh, Whatever you want to do, buddy. God, just next weekend is going to be so much fucking shit, and I'm sure that everyone's going to sweep <laughs> fucking show to watch. So it's like, you know... So much wrestling. But, all right. Um, yeah, we'll save this for next week. That makes sense. We're going to make our predictions for everything. Um, and obviously, we'll end up watching Stand Deliver a little bit later. But there is a good chance Carmelo Hayes is taking that title from Braun Breaker. That'll be my general opinion. Because he is someone that they see a lot. He's won the secondary title. He's had that like two times, I believe, now he could be a good person to put over and Braun Breaker just gets out or Braun Breaker wins. And then he just goes to the fucking main roster. So, um, I, I think that's a great prediction. I think that's a great prediction because Carmelo Hayes is actually really loved by this crowd right now. And he's, you know, he's got a vibe to him. I wish they would bring Ricochet back down to work with him again. Honestly, because yeah. I thought they had a good little feud going. Um, Especially if he wins the title, he's going to need something in transition. The The biggest problem they have is they don't. They don't have anyone that can really chase for the title outside of like 
if Carmelo picks it up and LeBron's gone, then like who do you have? Right? Like who's the who's next up? Ilya, maybe Waller? Waller, Ilya, I guess. Yeah, either Grayson, Ilya, and Carmelo is someone that is not too much heel or too baby face, so he can kind of embrace that kind of middle ground. And obviously Ilya's a big baby face, Grayson's a great heel. Uh, those are the two guys. See, I feel like another one, like I, I didn't want to so much go into predictions, but it doesn't really matter. I think Ilya is going to beat J.D. McDonough. Uh, they had an awesome match, and I think they're having a third match. I could be wrong about that, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. But that was a big highlight of NXT, that match between the two of them. And uh, Ilya Dragunov is someone to look for, I think. Um, I don't think he's going to be in limbo like... Unfortunately, I think JD and um, another fellow NXT UKer, uh, Tyler Bate, have been. Um, I just think that he has a little bit more charisma to play off of. Yeah, I could see that. I agree with that. But, you know, either way, uh, you know, you brought up Impact and uh, they, had a, they had an unfortunate thing happen. Um, you know, after having this ridiculously long title reign, Josh Alexander uh, tore his tricep and uh, will be out for a good amount of time. Uh, he was a part of the AAA Lucha Libre World uh, Cup in Mexico, teaming with PCO and Vampiro, and lost uh, to uh, Joe Hendry, uh, Caraco, and Thom Latimer. Uh, and in the process, like I said, tore his bicep. So just uh, very unfortunate. Like I said, I think they were trying to get him, it seemed like, to try to break break the record with the title. Um, I'm trying to find out the exact. Uh, his reign is the longest. Oh, actually, it beat uh, the longest reign of Robert Roods, which is 265 days. So he had the record. Yeah, I was, I was going to say it had to be like Bobby Roode because – before then, they were hot shotting the title all over the place, and Bobby held it for a long time when he turned heel. So that makes sense. So he had it the longest now, but unfortunately, it's out of his hands. He's going to be out, and they're going to be doing a tournament, uh, and that will be the replacement match. I'm, I'm assuming that basically, since Kushido does work with Impact, he'll be going against whoever for either the title or I don't. I don't know. They're they're trying to figure that out. Um, Tonight's sacrifice event was to feature Alexander Rick Swan uh, and Frankie Kazarian versus Kushida. And um, trying, uh, yeah, so they don't really have a replacement as of right now, but that just sucks, man. Um, this is the same pay per view we're supposed to have Will Ospreay. And it's obviously, it's more, it sucks more that Will Ospreay is out for a while and, and now Josh Alexander, but. They were both going to be on this card. Both of them got injured. This is Impact's world champion. Uh, just kind of a tainted pay-per-view with Sacrifice, man. Yeah. Um, man, that sucks so bad for Josh Alexander. Because if anyone deserves to uh, carry the I've had the belt the longest, it's it's that guy. He stuck around with the company, and he's had such great matches and good feuds with Moose and um, Eric Young, etc. Phil, Phil in a name, he's been doing really, really well there. And so I, yeah, Phil for him. Um, 
I guess if if we're thinking about impact and you're taking out of the equation, open they're going to have an open title. Do you keep Kushida around? Do you do maybe do Shelley versus Kushida for the title? That would be awesome. I'm I'm nope. just trying to think of like uh, they've lost a lot of talent recently. I mean, Speedball, I guess they could do that if he drops uh, his current. Or I guess you could just give them both belts. Who gives a shit, really? It's Impact. Impact going Impact. Impact um, definitely likes, and the fans definitely like Speedball, and that's a great idea. Another person, um, I, I will admit, would be awesome if you got the Impact Championship back. Would be actually. You would know this probably better than I. I don't even know. Like, he went against Josh, lost against him. But what about Frankie Kazarian? Has he ever won the World Heavyweight? Because I know he's won the X Division several times. But did he ever to my, win? To my, no- to my knowledge, no. It's the same thing as uh, uh, Alex Shelley, where it'd be like a big, if you're an old Impact fan, it'd be like a big win. If either of those guys won it. Because they were m- mainly considered tag guys, and they kind of did X Division stuff in X Division guys. They never like were the guy, like the top champion. Um, where as like Chris Sabin, for instance, the Motor City Machine Guns, he he's held that belt, like he's held he he held their you know heavyweight title, but uh, Alex Shelley never held it, and I don't think uh, Frank Gazzari never held it. That would be a great that's a, that's another great choice right there, and he's gonna have good matches with whoever you throw him against. So yeah, Frankie's fucking ridiculous. If they wanted to do that, that would be great. Um. Yeah, that that would make a lot of sense. It just sucks. Just like Will, it really sucks that it, I don't think we're going to see either one of them for another six months. So it's going to be a while before we see Will Ospreay or, um, you know, Josh Alexander in the ring. So just feel bad because... Do you think, do you think Kenny Omega texted Will Ospreay? He's like, <laughs> fuck you, dude. I worked injured for like 12 months. Hey, fuck you, man. Because <laughs> Will Ospreay was poking the bear that entire time they had that banger match. Also, that was all you know, a work, but just hilarious to think about. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so on the same card, I'll kind of go over just the main card itself. Um, like we said, don't know exactly what they're doing with Kushida. Uh, I think I lost you, Dane. Wait, there you are. I think maybe. You hear me? Yeah, you were talking about Kushida. You don't know what they're doing with Kushida? Yeah, so we don't know exactly what's happening. Obviously, Josh injured. It was supposed to be a title match. Um, and obviously, Mike Bailey was supposed to go against Will Ospreay. Uh, I'm sure Bailey is not. You know, he, I'm sure he was excited about going against Ospreay, but his replacement happens to be Hiroshi Tanahashi. So I think he's going to be completely content going against, you know, Tanahashi, um, which should be a great match. Uh, Kenta against Minoru Suzuki. I guess Kenta is, that's what it's. So Sacrifice Multiverse United. That's the name of it. It's on March 30th. So, oh shit. So is it next week? Basically, this is right before uh, next Thursday. How do you feel about Tanahashi versus Mike Bailey? Like, do you do you think that's going to be a weird mashup of styles? Do you think Tanahashi is just so good it's not going to matter? Because I've seen Mike Bailey have some really good matches and some real stinkers. He's very indie and he's still very green, but his style, uh, 
I mean, it's it's definitely much more of like a striking style. I think he reminds a lot of people, including myself, elements of of Steamboat, kind of. But yeah, some of his stuff does come off. You know, it's gonna be this is going this will probably be Mike Bailey's biggest test. Like Will Osprey and him since the speed's there, and not saying that Tanahashi didn't have that speed, but now I think we can all admit he doesn't to the extent. This will be a a big uh, showing if Mike Bailey can have a good match with Tanahashi, because Tanahashi knows what the fuck he's doing. He's a little bit older, and, and Bailey's got to fucking listen to him, and you know, chill out when he needs him to chill out, and you know, so it, it, it's like I said, it'll be interesting, big test. Yeah, D- does it almost feel like? Uh, and I'm trying to draw a comparison to something. This is like Ric Flair versus Sting. Yes, yes, like yes. first time, like, you know, no one knew if Sting could actually do it right until he got into the ring with Ric Flair and, and Tanahashi, for all things being said, would be New Japan's Ric Flair. I mean, you could throw Okada up there, but Tanahashi is the ace, right? And has been for a long time and kind of drew the line of this is where the marker's at, kid. <laughs> so it's going to be a test for him. I, I'm interested to see what that match looks like, because I don't know that Tanahashi's wrestled anyone that wrestles like uh speedball. I could be wrong on that, but just the, I don't know the movement in that match and how Tanahashi has been kind of more ma- like Randy Orton methodical almost yep. in his last few matches. It's going to be kind of a weird mashup. I'm sure it's going to be good because Tanahashi. And like I said, speedball is not a bad wrestler, but I have, I've seen him get in the ring with certain people and it's just been bad matches. And that could just be a TNA taping type deal. Who, who knows? Well, a lot of his stuff that he does, he's got to be pretty precise or the cameraman also has to be pretty precise. I'll just put it that way um, in order not to expose him. And like I said, he's still very green to impacts the biggest product he's been a part of. He's been a guy on the Indies kind of, you know, me and you heard rumblings of speedball Mike Bailey before he even knew who the fuck he was. And then he showed up on impact after GCW, I think. And now he's kind of made a name for himself. So he's still got a, is it fair to say bad habits, I guess? Yeah, a little bit of that. It's hard to tell because they throw him in so many multi-man matches and that kind of covers up a lot of stuff. Like the the first thing that came to mind was like that Ultimate X match he had a few month, months back. Uh, yeah. Where to me, he just looked kind of terrible in it in comparison to some of the other people that were in the ring. Uh, no, no offense to him. Because I think, like I said, I think if you can just have if he can just have singles matches he he ends up looking pretty good it, what what's the uh japanese term for slow down kid because <laughs> i feel like tanahashi is just gonna be yelling that Billy shit at him <laughs> <laughs> a lot but i like mike Bailey a lot I, there's a lot of potential there he definitely has the uh, ricky steamboat vibe to him so i'm not trying i'm not trying to bury the guy like like you said it's just uh for me it's also just limited exposure his matches right i've seen probably 20 of his matches mm-hmm. um and there are also impact matches and they're recorded and there's like you know there's kind of a different vibe and the big pay-per-view match i saw was that x division match he had which was uh that the ultimate x match he had which i just was not a huge fan of but there, there's been some stuff i like of his like, he, they're putting a lot behind that guy 
So him getting a big win over Tanahashi, if if New Japan wants to do that, it's not the worst thing for him. I just it, it's interesting to think about those two in the ring together <laughs> more than anything else. Kushida's probably going to pull him over to the side and be like, "Just listen to Tanahashi. You'll have a good match <laughs> or some shit," you know, in the locker room. <laughs> I'm just trying to think yeah. of like <laughs> just uh, just get you know. Put your head in and listen to the motherfucker, and you guys will have a great match. But uh, yeah, just um, interesting Who, concept. Who's the heel? Who's the heel in that match? By the way, guess my Bailey. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you're right. There's there's no heel. <laughs> my oh Bailey's gonna have to work heel in that match. So Tanahashi ain't working heel. That's that's not happening. So that's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I would, I would maybe, I would almost rather see Kushida versus Mike Bailey if I'm just being grumpy. Yeah, well, asshole. A better person to go against, obviously, but you know, I guess I don't know. Or, or me, even uh, since he's over here, if Kenta, I know that not not Kenta, um, Shibata. And I know that someone had called out Shibata recently for a match. I don't remember who it was, but it looks like they were putting that in the works. But I don't know how. I think he has one. He, I think he has one on this card, but I can't remember who it's against. Okay, well, um, maybe we'll get to it. But yeah, e- either way, it's it, it's always exciting when they do this kind of stuff, and it's cool. The impact is, you know, to me, this is kind of a cooler lineup than what we got with Forbidden Door. Uh, last year, because it's just such a mismatch. Like, I don't know, oh, Speedball, yeah. Mike Bailey versus Tanahashi. That's kind of wild. <laughs> like, like I said, that that's interesting to me. I'd rather see that. <laughs> yep, I agree. All right, let's uh, let's go through some of these other matches. Um, like we said, Josh Alexander is obviously not going against Kushida for the title. You. No, you're not going to chase my cat away. Get out of here. Sorry, Coco. Taking care of my roommate's dog. Apologize about that, guys. But, you know, some dogs, some big border collies, I don't feel like watching uh, Chase, you know, construct around me. But anyways, we'll find out. They'll probably have an announcement, I I would assume, or a placement or something for Kushida. But they were supposed to do it for the title. Another big match. Uh, both of them have a one and one record so far for the series of matches apparently they've had. Minoru Suzuki is going against the strong uh, openweight champion, so not the other one. Uh, so him and Kenta will have a match. I'm sure that will be extremely aggressive and definitely not over the top when it comes to nailing each other um, at all. Just, just <laughs> nice little innocent punches. And whatnot. <laughs> it's a 98 Triple H match in there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So for the uh, Sh- solar charge knee lifts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Mickey James also sustained an injury. So she had to drop the title. Uh, so this is another thing I did not know. And I guess shows how much of uh, impact I've been watching recently. So they're doing a match. Damn, this is a pay-per-view. It's really fucking tainted, like I said. Uh, for To find out the new champ, we have Masa Slamovich, Diana Perrazzo, Giselle Shaw, 
and Miro uh, Yamashita um, in this match. So I'm going for Slamovich, but also Deanna Prazo. That would be pretty cool to have her have the belt again, Chris. Yeah, I'm, I, I say keep it on Masa. She just got it, what, two pay-per-views ago? So keep it on her for a while. She's been doing well with it. Also, it's my wife's favorite female wrestler because the name's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's like her favorite character. It's like her name's Masa Slamovich, and she gets in there and she slams a bitch. It's the best. <laughs> I was like, it is the best. It actually, and she's really good in the ring. So uh, I, I love Deanna Perrazzo. Um, but I don't, I, how much more does she really need the title there? I, actually, the real question is like, does she need to be an impact anymore? But, um, yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. All right. Well, this, this match sounds awesome. We got, uh, Jeff Hobb going against Moose. So I'm pretty sure this probably happened on the independence a couple of years back, but, uh, this should, and especially how Chris, both of these guys have gotten. This is going to be a fucking fun Haas match, I think. Should be a really good match. I wouldn't be surprised if Jeff Cobb wins this, but I've also heard that he's supposed to be doing something with Kenny Omega over the summer. And then yeah. that was, like, planned out, like, like, a while back that Kenny wanted to work with him. So we will see if that comes to fruition, I guess. But uh, I love Moose. There's a, this is going to be a good match. This is a hoss match. Big man slapping meat. <laughs> Big E's favorite type of match. So the newly um, won champions, tatting champions, uh, Bullet Club. Uh, so uh, whatchamacallit, Ace and, and Ace Austin and Chris Bay. They will be going against the people that they took the butt belts from, Motor City Machine Guns, along with Aussie Open and TMDK. The mighty, if you will, from from NXT. I know they probably don't want me to say that, but that's who they are. Um, and it's going to be a four-way tag match for the belts. This should be awesome. I mean, if Bullet Club took the titles off of MCMG, I don't see why the fuck you would take the titles back off of them. And if anyone's going to beat Bullet Club, I would, I would assume it would be the guns. Unless maybe Aussie Open, but that means that they have to stick around uh for impact so i don't know who do you think's gonna win chris i'm gonna give it to the bullet club only because i think they want chris saban and alex shelley and whatever singles tournament they're gonna have for the title and maybe that's how you set that up but chris chris bay also um chris bay is kind of messed with their heads in the past when jay white was there with with alex shelley and, and chris saban so maybe they'll play back into that but um, I never want to see the uh, MCMG lose, but I like Chris Bay a lot. <laughs> he should he should be somewhere else doing a lot of really cool guy stuff. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so then we also have six-way scrambler for the X Division Championship, the champion Trey Miguel against Frankie Kazarian, against Rich Swan, against Kevin Knight, against Clark Connors, and against Rocky Romero. This is going to be a really fucking fun match. This is going to go, you know, just nonstop, spot after spot, I would say. But it will be a lot of fun. As far as who's going to win, I'm going to say Clark Connors, just for the fuck of it. 
I like Clark Connors. Does Rocky, what I've seen. does Rocky Romero almost have to win just so that New Japan gets a win on the show? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> because it is very much a heavy, heavily, like if I was booking this, you, you don't necessarily want Speedball to lose. You know what I mean? Like if you're going through the cart, you don't necessarily want to drop your title to, um, you know, a New Japan or a stardom wrestler. Uh, yeah, it kind of, this kind of seems like Rocky Romero might win this, which would be, I, I would say, would be like kind of a surprise to everybody. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Should be a fun match. Rocky Romero is great. So a lot of good wrestlers in there. I, I think I'm kind of just done with the uh, X Division six man. I, I just hate multi man matches, as you know. Good point. Well, the next match is another multi man match. Um, we have a <laughs> tag team match between Fred Rosser, Alex Coughlin, Sammy Callahan, and PCO going against Eddie Edwards, Joe Hendry, uh, Filthy Tom Lawler, and JR Kratos. Um, I vote uh, Filthy Tom Lawler. Yeah, I'm on Team Filthy for this one. I feel like he will show up at my house and choke me out if I don't. <laughs> if I'm not on that Team Filthy, good. that would not be good for me. <laughs> so I'm gonna go Team Filthy. Well, we went the opposite way because of uh, the way I read this. So the last match I have listed is actually the kickoff match. So I went completely out of order. Uh, Yu Yu Uyamura uh, versus Gabriel Kidd. Um, I don't know enough about either. So, cool. Uh, I think I've seen Gabriel Kidd and Black Label Pro, but, pro, but I, I don't know enough about either to give a prediction on what that is. Well, I'm yeah, assuming well, it'll be a fun, fast-paced eight-minute match. Well, get well. Um, soon Josh Alexander and Will Ospreay and apparently Mickey James and uh, we'll be checking out that pay-per-view apparently next Thursday so I'll probably find some means of or ways of watching it and we'll have a great time anyways so that so that's weird is it an actual pay-per-view or is it just going to be on access for me because it's the I same time know. slot as their normal show <laughs> I have no idea I have no idea it's it's interesting. I might have to look at my local TV guide to find out if I need to pay for this or not. <laughs> because it's if it's TV just guide. on free, <laughs> if it's on free on access, I definitely don't want to pay for it. What is this TV guide you speak of? Is this is new technology? Well, back in the day when you wanted to change the channel <laughs> and didn't know what was on, you had this. <laughs> God, can you believe that we did that or like look in the newspaper to find out movies that are playing? Uh, uh, bro, especially if you're a tape trader, <laughs> you have like two VCRs recording separate things. <laughs> hey. Bro, I got that Die Hard 2 you've been looking for. <laughs> movies for guys that like movies on TNT. Yep. I don't know if they'd be allowed to do that anymore, but who knows? Um, oh Lord. So should we get into the CM Punk stuff? Who? Is Phil uh, Brooks. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, let's get into it. You you give the breakdown, and I will give my hot take on this person that I have not liked since the beginning of the show. 
Uh, well, we'll uh, phrase this down by quotes. Uh, this was I listened to both the broadcast and the breakdown of what Dave Meltzer said in regards to CM Punk, and that's not. This is not even. This is this is the fucking show before he said all this type of stuff, and um, basically his thoughts on. What's going on and, uh, you know, his thoughts on if CM Punk could be a draw now coming back to AEW. This is before all the comments and everything. Uh, And then that night he posts or yesterday, I guess, he posted on the wrestling or the not wrestling geeks alliance, wrestling observer message board to someone response and said, and I'm not going to do the Dave Meltzer voice. Do you know why they didn't advertise Punk versus Moxley longer? And why it had a short build? Uh, because Punk agreed to it. Then AEW got a legal letter saying he wasn't down with it and wasn't doing it. And if they didn't know if he'd come until Tony put his foot down, there are a lot of nice things I can say about him. And you can absolutely argue his position on Moxley was correct. But you can't argue he willingly did what he was asked in that scenario. So... This is obviously because here's the thing, like most situations, like with Jim Cornette or any figurehead on Twitter, I doubt CM Punk just randomly found out about a message board thing. So I'm sure the audience out there that likes to escalate this shit brought to his attention. So on Instagram, of course, this is now deleted. And also he deleted a very weird fucking story of him and Shawn Michaels that we can... That was a, a, a trolling, I don't know what the fuck it was. but So this isn't a response to what Dave said on that message board replying. Um, I'm sure this was also amped, like I said, about Dave basically saying that, yeah, he would increase revenue, but not really that significant, which I don't even know if I agree with that statement from Dave. But Dave was just giving his perspective on everything. And I'm someone that's much more critical on Dave Meltzer, too. So... This is what he said, and this is what CM Punk said in response to that. Uh, Sigh. I wasn't clear to wrestle yet. Then the plan was to create, uh, was to wrestle at the pay-per-view. I sat and listened to Moxley's Rocky Three idea. I'd explain how I'd never uh, seen a Rocky movie. Wow. Uh, he apparently knows Lethal Weapon, though. Uh, I and thought the idea sucked, but if the boss wanted to do it, whatever. He said he wouldn't lose to me. Uh, I'd never experienced someone refusing to lose to me. I just laughed. I asked Tony if that is what he wanted. He said yes. He's a boss, so I said okay, but I'd need to be uh, cleared first. They kept on saying it could be just a squash match, so I didn't need to be cleared. I scoffed at that. My health is more important. Dave Meltzer is a liar. Chris Jericho is a liar and a stooge. There were plans, but plans always change. But I'll never put a company above my health ever again. Uh, to this, also Chris Jericho, after he deleted it, put up on Instagram the uh, Matt Hardy delete uh, thing. Um, and, yeah. Like I said, then he made some funny fucking story about a joke about Shawn Michaels taking his tape or letting him have a table at a restaurant and telling him to call him. And then they have like a five month love affair. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, I mean, I, I listened to a lot of different people this morning. Once I got 
saw the text from Chris. I had no idea any of this shit happened. So then I went and listened to, like I said, the Observer, the clip they had on YouTube from, you know, them discussing the possibility of Punk coming back to the company. We heard from Sean Ross Sapp that a lot of bad blood had been mended uh, or told to believe that Punk had already talked to Omega afterwards uh, and he was, you know, him and Tony were having good talks. I have no idea if that one's fucking toxic. I have no idea. Just like Cody, Cody's not allowed, and he's obviously, obviously more professional than CM Punk. But t- Cody, he's not allowed to talk about, like, I don't know if it's like a NDA that you sign or something like that. But I would assume that Punk would be on some type of concept as well, giving details like this. And him already going off, I, I'll go into... I'm going to let Chris vent, but I, and I'll go into what I think. And there's also just this weird concept about when the fuck did Moxley and Punk start having problems? Because they've been noted friends for, for a long time, especially with their wives and everything. And I don't know. There's, there's a, it's, this is weird. I don't think this is a work. Uh, I think Punk is done. Um, I think Punk, honestly, at this point should be done. Um, I understand his principles when it comes to, you know, what happened at WWE. And, you know, there is part of it that's like the same fans that were happy that Punk stuck up for himself for the whole thing that happened with the staff infection and him, you know, being verbal about it and leaving with WWE is now completely different with him saying this about whatever. But, I, you know, I remember the squash match. I thought it was weird. I don't know exactly what happened. You know, uh, I don't know if this is exactly true. Then he gets put over and gets injured on the next one. And I can't believe he's never seen a Rocky movie. So that that will be my statements for now. Chris, uh, what do you got to say? Because you, you, were, you were the first person to bring it to my attention at like 6 in the morning. Why are you up at 6 o'clock in the so morning? What are you doing? Come how on. have you never seen a fucking Rocky movie? <laughs> Well, he also, that's the funny thing, I forgot to answer that. He did put up a a thing afterwards that said, I'm too old for this shit. So like I said, he's seen the Lethal Weapon movies, but never seen a Rocky movie? You know, one of those movies got, you know, what, best screenplay at the Oscars? Probably check out that first Rocky flick, bud. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm not going to be out here fighting about all the Rocky movies, but the first one's pretty good. But in general, okay, so the idea is that Moxley was just going to squash him, right? That that He didn't want to do the squash. He's like, I don't want Moxley to just squash me whatever I'm injured, I'm hurt. He comes back, he does the squash anyways, but he wins the fucking title. So, like, <laughs> they put the belt back on him. So the entire concept... <laughs> Of Moxley not wanting to do a job to CM Punk or the way it was portrayed and and what he was saying doesn't make any sense because Moxley gave him the title and then he acted like a fuck boy (laughs) and then Moxley had to get back the title and then carry the carry it into the end of uh, last year. So, like, I don't understand what he's talking about, like. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, Punk's a dick, dude. And I get that. And if you like CM Punk, you like CM Punk. I get it. I Not my favorite wrestler in the world. Great promo. 
Um, definitely a controversial figure. He has not... He didn't move the dial as much as they expected him to. Tony's a big fan of him, obviously, or this guy would have already... It should have been gunned up and clapped quick when he was talking down on the company, talking about how it was his company during a press conference. Um, I There's a lot of reasons to dislike CM Punk, and uh, this just is, you know... Now he's now he's going after Moxley. Now he's going after Jericho. Like this kind of shit's like okay, I'm gonna go like unless it's setting up a feud or something. What the fuck is the point of it, right? Well, and he's that's leaving it. <laughs> so, I, so this is the weird thing. So someone made a list of this, and this is when did fucking Punk and Moxley start having beef? Because Punk and Moxley's wife, Moxley's wife Renee, and Punk are friends. I've Listen to Renee's old podcast, not so much her newer one, but, you know, she would talk about how she's friends with AJ Lee, like that they hang out, the four of them, a good bit. Um, they, I know Moxley, from what Tony said, was one of the main people trying to get Punk to come to AEW. Uh, Punk's promo on Dynamite when Mox entered rehab, you know, putting him over and giving him all the support. Uh, even the end, like this person noted, uh, with the FTR versus Moxley and Punk, um, they had like a very, very complex handshake, and I do remember that. So at that point, which was very close to this fucking date, you know, they were completely on the cool. Um, and Moxley was one of the only people Punk had kind words for at that media scrum. So I... I don't know what the fuck is going on. And it's not that I think it's a work. I have no clue what happened or, or the level of ego that basically Phil Brooks had because there didn't now, – now with Jericho, I I can see because Jericho admitted that he literally went to CM Punk at the end of it or claims and nothing's been said by Punk otherwise, you know, and told him, told him off and basically told him that he was a cancer within the wrestling industry. And I know that it's portrayed when it comes to CM Punk that there are a lot of people, obviously, that are not in Camp Punk in that locker room, and there are a lot of people that are. So, um, I don't know, but at least with Moxley, like, I, I just don't get it, Chris. Like, when did when did bad blood start happening with them? You know. Because like I said, it's noted that FTR match that they had against Moxley and Punk on Dynamite was very close to the match they had. So if you do relate it back to Rocky 3, not to bring up Rocky again, but in Rocky 3, the champ's kind of out of shape. You know, he's he's doing too much. He's flirting with the camera too much, which is not what we got from Punk. But the actual storyline of what happened building up to the match makes sense. He came in, he's too cocky, Clubber Lang knocks him the fuck out, right? And then he wins in the end. Like, Punk won the fucking belt. <laughs> so, like, what is he bitching about? That's the part I don't understand. It's like, Moxley put you over in a forty, a really good 40-minute match. It sucks that Punk got hurt in the middle of it. Uh, by no fault of anyone, really. Honestly, it was just kind of like a freak thing. But, like... It, 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 what Moxley put out there, if that was the goal, was like the Clever Lang versus, you know, Rocky, like Rocky 3. That's exactly what they did. 
But at the end of the day, Rocky wins and he has the belt and he's the biggest baby face in the world and he doesn't shit on his own promoter and then punch a guy in the face. <laughs> that didn't happen in Rocky 3. Heads up for you guys. Mick dies in Rocky 3, but Rocky did not go backstage, uh, <laughs> cuts out all the promoters and start throwing chairs. And he still didn't start throwing chairs at people. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's it's so fucking weird. The best thing that can come out of this is if they can work out some kind of thing to get Punk versus Omega and turn all of this into a storyline. That's really all they can do to salvage this. I mean, they're paying the guy. And I hate to, you know, yell about a guy's pay rate, but we kind of know what he's making. Because Cody Rhodes openly said he wanted to make CM Punk money when he went to WWE. And it's like a $5 billion plus a bus or whatever the fuck his weird contract is. So CM Punk has wrestled less matches in AEW than Sting. Think about that. Yeah. Right? But I mean, has he? Like, is that is that a fact that that you know? Sting's fourteen and zero, <laughs> and has appeared on more shows than CM Punk. CM Punk, to my knowledge, has had maybe 10 matches that I can think of. I don't know. He, he had that time where he was like every week on Dynamite. You All know. right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll have to pull. But you get what I'm saying. It's like he champion injured, came back, had that weird squash match or whatever. Won the belt, injured, gone again for another six months. Yeah. So, Yep, but I don't know. This is this is a uh, very weird situation. Um, I mean, it's weird that he, that he decided that he needed to kind of poke at Moxley and Jericho. I mean, get Jericho because like him and Jericho just don't like each other. They didn't like each other when they did the feud back in WWE. So it's that's not that's not a new thing. But uh, the Moxley poking for no reasons, kind of just like, well, now you're just kind of since, being like an asshole. Especially since there's nothing that says that they haven't been friends, you know, before that. Like, I, why would they send fucking CM Punk out to kind of like put the rest of whole John Moxley going to rehab thing and and do a rah rah thing in front of the audience if they didn't, you know, like so like I don't know what the fuck is up with Phil at all. Um, it sounds Moxley like put him over for fuck's sake. Gave him the goddamn title. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I so all right. So if, if, if we go down to the big, the biggest thing that that I think me and you can agree with in, in within this is that if he was hurt and based off of situations in the past, you know, like I said, wrestlers they're not they don't really talk. They're not allowed to talk about certain things within the stuff. While I, I'm assuming while they're working, I don't know how the fuck it works, but. Whatever the fuck Cody's had to do, you know. Um, but more or less, we all know what happened to Matt Hardy. We know that that situation was not handled well. There's been other times, multiple stuff, where me and you and many people have questioned what the fuck either Doc Sampson was thinking allowing this or how the hell was this person cleared to come back so quickly. We knew CM Punk had an issue. That's something that – and then to hear this, so – if there is, and this is the thing of me thinking that there that there is no CM Punk coming back because he just opened up this fucking can of worms that I'm sure Tony Khan did not want fucking 
you know, there. Uh, it's just calling out something he did in WWE, calling out basically malpractice with them telling him, no, no, it's fine. It will just be a squash match, and then you can get over your injury, come back, and win. Um, you know, did, do you think that that's true? I, I don't know why he would bullshit that, but at the same time, does how bad does that make AEW look, especially based on stuff that's happened in the past? Well, I mean, the truth is somewhere in between, right? So I do believe that CM Punk came in and was like, hey, I can't wrestle a full match, but we got to build the pay-per-view. Right. Once the pay-per-view paycheck, him and Moxley is like, this is going to be the thing. I should be ready by then. They do the squash match. And the idea is Rocky three, which, like I said, if you, if you watch Rocky three and what they did for that storyline, it actually does make sense with what happened. Um, if you believe that Phil Brooks is Rocky, which, <laughs> which is, is more of a Brian Danielson type deal than a CM Punk type deal. But um, so I think it's somewhere in between. I don't think that they came. He CM Punk came in and was like, "Hey, boss, I can't, I can't go in the ring." And they're like, "Well, fuck you, get out there." I don't think that is what happened at all. So if that was what he was pr- trying to portray, that it's not something Tony Khan has done to any of his wrestlers um, on the roster. I mean, we've seen people take long hiatuses. We have seen stuff that has happened. With like Matt Hardy that had happened in action and they continued to wrestle where maybe they shouldn't have been in the moment, but not like, hey, I'm openly injured. Uh, Tony Khan's like, well, fuck you, get out there. You know, like that's that's Vince McMahon kind of like, I, that's not even Vince McMahon shit. That's like territory shit. <laughs> like, get out there with your broke leg, Terry Funk. Uh, so I, I don't know, man. I, my, like I said, and I've said this on the podcast so many times, CM Punk uh, is not only a dick to people he works with, or at least from what we've heard and what we've kind of know behind the scenes, he's a dick to his fans as well. And that's why I don't like the guy. And also, he's not, he's not even the best wrestler from that time period of Ring of Honor. <laughs> he, he had one promo, guys. Let it go. Well, yeah, and, and you know, you were definitely, you saw that whole entire transition. Um, you know, I, I do like a lot of aspects about CM Punk because he's one of those people within wrestling and it's not done well anymore that really brings you, like, makes you believe, I guess, you know, um, as, <laughs> because some of it's actually true. Uh, or at least seems like the <laughs> yeah, like, really true. Um, but you know, I was like, well, if you're Kevin Nash every night, then like everything's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and I, I've really enjoyed a lot of his matches. Um, uh, specifically the one with MJF. I've never thought that he was like he doesn't have finesse. Um, and I don't mean that as a, as, it, it's just true. He's much more rugged about stuff that he does and he tries to do stuff that those finesse wrestlers, if you will, like a Shawn Michaels or whoever would do. Uh, but his mic skills are great. It's just, if, if he's like this, it just sucks that like, like we said, like, and I don't know if, if, if what Sean Ross Sapp is reporting now that him and Kenny apparently 
you know, kind of work things out. Shortly after that happened, uh, and his issue is more with the Bucks, um, that, you know, him and Tony have been meeting up lately, and uh, it looked like there was going to be a return. And we even heard that uh, going on, you know, back and forth with Dave Meltzer from what he was hearing. And just the recent one, he was saying, I don't even know at this time. This is what I would do in a situation as my opinion, you know, and that's apparently kind of part that riled up along with the stuff he said on the message board. But it just sucks that we can't just do business, man. And if and if we can't and that's it, you know what? I'm fucking done. I'm over it. I just what the what the hell's the point? I know people in WWE, there's first of all, Triple H is now in charge. And he definitely had he had a bad relationship with Vince. He had a way worse relationship and was very insulting to Triple H. And I have to think that Roman doesn't like him. And I know for a fact Seth Rollins does not like CM Punk. So I don't know why <laughs> you piss off. I don't know why you piss off some of your big guys. I know Kevin Owens doesn't like CM Punk. You know, he's got a reputation. So this this it, it sounds like from everything included, it doesn't matter if he was at that New Japan show with with Larza from from fucking um God damn it, what the hell's the band? Uh, Ruby Soho. Oh, Ulrich, man. Lars Ulrich. Or not Lars Ulrich. That's Metallica. Uh, Lars Fredrickson. <laughs> yeah, Lars Fredrickson. Um, it doesn't matter if he was randomly there. Maybe he could show up in New Japan, but I, I just think that really on uh, – this is going to piss off Tony. Like, he's calling him out for malpractice, and, he, and, you know, even if there is some truth to that, like you're saying in the middle, that's not good. He's going after another wrestler in the company. So unless this is, like I said, the most elaborate work ever of all time, now that Moxley's a heel, maybe that has something to do with it. And I just Phil needs to Phil needs to be done. Just maybe he'll get in the WWE uh, Hall of Fame one day. And but it just I I it, there has to be a problem on his end. I For mean, it can't just be anything else. The thing is, it's like Moxley. For better or worse, I lean towards him just telling the truth. So. I want to hear what he has to say about it, but he's never going to say anything about it. Cause he's not going to fucking like, he doesn't know what's going to come. Right. But like, if, if the story was like punks, like, Hey, we're going to build a pay-per-view you and Moxley, you're going to be good in six weeks. Right. It was like, well, we need to get you on TV before then. Can you do a squash match? I believe that's the conversation that happened. Right. And, and Moxley's like, it's like Rocky three, bro. And that's probably like the in-between conversation that happened. Right. <laughs> But you don't believe is, and I, I don't really believe this story that he's making it like the Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. I won't do a job for you, brother. Like that. I don't. He did. He ended up fucking doing he that. Fucking, he, did the, he did the goddamn job at the pay-per-view. It's like he carried you for 40 minutes, buddy. Like, I, I don't know, man. I look. I know that people. Love CM Punk. There's a fond memory of CM Punk, but there were seven years where he's an asshole to a lot of his fucking fans and shit on people whenever they would ask him about wrestling on Twitter. You can go back and look at it. Uh, you can look through it with rose-colored glasses. Sometimes people are just dicks. CM Punk falls in that fucking category for me. I'm I'm not going to like him. He probably doesn't like me either, so it's fine. <laughs> also, the Blackhawks suck. Fuck Chicago. Wow, you're going scorched earth like he did last night. 
Oh, yeah, all right, I mean, well, like, I mean, I mean, like, seriously, though, like, I'm tired of fucking talking about CM Punk. I was tired of talking about him five <laughs> years ago when we started the fucking podcast. Like, <laughs> this is exactly what I said was going to happen if he joined AEW. He boosted the numbers 200,000 viewers. This is not Hulk Hogan returning or, or Cena returning. This is not like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands. It's not, you know fucking stone cold steve austin returning at wrestlemania like this this notion that punk is like somehow on this mount rushmore of wrestling is not a thing y'all <laughs> it's not fucking it was a it was a thing for a very bad period of wrestling that's all it was i'm sorry he's not he's not hogan he's not the rock he's not austin it's not, it's not there let it go all right, I'm done venting, but Jesus fucking Christ, I'm done talking about CM Punk. I get it. No, I completely get it. But, I mean, regardless of, of where it ended up, you got to admit, though, for when it, when it comes to the quote-unquote reality era, the one right after PG era, basically the early 2000s, I would assume even over Brian Danielson and The Miz, CM Punk was the biggest person of that era, you know? So... Not saying that was the best era to be a part of, but with the pipe bomb and stuff like that, I just don't think that because he's had success in the past, he should be allowed, you know, he's good on the mic. He's got a lot of great qualities. He still shouldn't just be a fucking dick. You know, Vince literally, from what he said, Vince said that he was more of a pain in the ass to deal with than Sean and Randy Orton when they both were on drugs. So that, I think... And he kind of said it like it was a badge of honor. And uh, I don't know. I, I think that, that Phil Brooks, he's a narcissist, man. He is a fucking narcissist. I think there's no doubting that. For no reason, because he's not even the best Ring of Honor wrestler on the fucking AEW roster. Well, yeah, Samoa Joe's there. Yeah, exactly. You get what I'm getting at. Like, I... Uh, it's a you gotta say Moxley didn't want to put you over. Cena put you over, motherfucker. Cena made you. Jeff Hardy made you, buddy. All these people that didn't put punk, this fake narrative of Punk's career is such bullshit, bro. <laughs> like the woe is me shit. Yeah. <laughs> like Jeff Hardy put you over on a loser leaves town match, and then you beat Cena. Congratulations, you won the fucking lottery, homie. I'm not saying you're bad. I'm just saying, like, shut the fuck up, bro. So should we even go into this Shawn Michaels thing or Oh, we can talk about it. But what the you know, fuck was you, that? you know you know the big difference between Shawn Michaels and CM Punk? Shawn Michaels is one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, he's Mr. Fucking WrestleMania, but he main evented that shit. <laughs> okay, so so this is this is this is from Russell Talk, and I saw other people reporting this. I can't even go into it. Basically, it's it's about him being at some restaurant, really nice restaurant with his sister. They need the table because Sean requested the table, so they were trying to move them. And apparently, Sean came over, and said, "Hey, keep the table," or knew, saw who he was. Uh, and noticed that he had seen him on the Indies and told him to give him a call. And then he called him, and they had a love affair over in France, I think he said, for the next six months. 
and it was one of the greatest relationships. And they deleted it afterwards. What is 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 he on codeine? Like, are we supposed to like what the fuck is going on? I mean, maybe this is complete bullshit, but uh, is he trolling just to troll now? I don't, I don't, I don't understand. So, is he talking about now or talking about like when he was in Ring of Honor? When he was in because, like Honor, Eddie Guerrero, two thousands, I guess. Okay, because Eddie Guerrero and Ray put him over, and Paul Heyman put him over, like way before HBK would have been involved with his uh, any type of punk career. This has to be bullshit because he's saying that him and Shawn Michaels had a, you know, basically a sexual relationship for several months. <laughs> that's they had a love affair, like a- and they went to Paris together. That's just what happens when you hang out with HBK for more than 24 hours. You just have a sexual really. He is the sexy boy after all. <laughs> Fuck. All I'm saying is I don't know what's going on, man. Phil Brooks is a very interesting individual. Um I'm sure I'm sure Paul sent him or I mean I'm sure you know HBK sent him a message like don't worry what? about H. I got you. <laughs> like I'm you know like if Shawn Michaels is like <laughs> Come to NXT, homie. We got a spot for you. You know what I mean? Like, get over it, <laughs> Levesque or whatever. Get over it, Triple H. Yeah, you know what, Nick? This is business. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first thing I'm doing, I mean, yeah, and it's never going to happen, but if Phil went to WWE's, I'm putting him in a program against Seth. Let's. let's I'm putting him in a program there. against fucking Roman, and he's getting buried. <laughs> like, but, <laughs> shovel style. Can we get a win for Cody too? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> but yeah, Cody and Roman just like one one. <laughs> I'm, right. I, I mean, I'm, I have no, I, I just have no love for the guy. Like, I tried. He came back to AEW. It's a big thing. It's like, oh, it's Chicago. And then like every week they're running fucking Chicago, and I have to hear fucking pro Chicago chants. I was like, what if you don't live in Chicago? <laughs> like. <laughs> You know, uh, I'm so, you know, there's a whole <laughs> type of quality. There's, to there's 49 other states besides Chicago. <laughs> Dang, are you aware of this? Illinois. <laughs> no, I'm I, just just Chicago. If you're punk, <laughs> there is no Illinois. Are there other places in Illinois? Other, but you get what I'm saying. There's yeah, I get what you're yeah. saying. Um. So there, that wasn't it on a social media platform. Do you want to talk about uh, Mr. Tony Khan? God, what is Dave Meltzer doing to these people? Like, you know, he doesn't even have to say anything, or he barely says anything. And people, uh, people that I thought he was friends with, like Mr. Tony Khan, went back and forth. Um, what the fuck? He, uh, I don't. I mean. This does not hold well for his. I did not work for AEW pipeline where Dave Meltzer starts saying real shit and making AEW fans mad. Yeah, that's not to very, be not to be the conspiracy theorist, but <laughs> this kind of confirms that that's not the case. Since he, I can't find the Dave Meltzer comment itself. I had all this stuff. The comment uh, was on the um, it was on the promo last week where or either last week or the week before with when MJF was doing the uh, little talk down with uh, jungle boy and Darby Allen and uh, who else rolled out there? I'm trying to remember who else rolled out to the ring and uh, they kind of just buried the company. <laughs> and Dave was like, I don't think it's a good idea to talk about how MJF's never been on ramp. Okay, I found it. I found it. <laughs> yeah. 
So Dave Meltzer said overseas, it's taken care of. Domestic, they still pay for cars and hotels. Talking about within the industry, what happens? Because someone asked if, you know, if the organization, whether it be AWWW, the major ones, if they pay and accommodate towards air travel and whatnot. And, you know, he was telling him his side. So Tony took, I don't really know if it was issue, but just wanted to clarify that he does things different. And it's nice that he does this. I will say that. I will also say that it kind of goes towards the concept that some of your AWers that they're good wrestlers, but they're hanging around, Kip Sabian, for instance, you know, that you're spending money to have friends. I don't know, man. But like he said, that's false, Dave. Your statement's true about other companies, but doesn't apply at all to AEW. AEW invests millions of dollars every year on very good quality hotel rooms, safe transport to take care of our wrestlers. It's a huge investment I make on hotels on a weekly uh, basis. Um, someone was trying to say also that Dave was hacked, and Tony said that that may be, but he wrote that before he got hacked, and tonight it's Friday night when I often correct the record of things I find in, in inaccurate before Rampage on TNT uh, drama television. Um, <laughs> dude, there's so many fucking times of him quoting. So he had, like I said, Kip Sabian backed him up. Alex Abrahantes uh, backed him up. Madison Rain said that she'd never dealt with that for from any other war, uh, wrestling organizations. I'm sure Scott Demore was like, "Thanks, Madison, for for uh, exposing us over here at Impact." <laughs> um, Dax, Dax even said the same thing. Said no company, wrestling or other, has taken care of me like AEW has, first class. And I mean that that. that I'm pretty sure, and we'll get into it, that Dax and Cash are probably leaving. But you know, no, they they resign. They're done. They're up till 2024, so they signed a one year deal. Oh, so, it's, so I mean, they're there. They're, they're going to get those titles then, because it's either that or they had to quit. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh -huh. So, yeah. Sorry, spoiler alert for you guys, but they, as far I've heard, multiple. Rumors and rumblings, and it makes sense with the way that they kind of did the weird online feud thing that they're resigning. Um, so, so uh, until twenty twenty four, so a one year deal, not like not the three year deals we've seen in the past. So we, we will see what will happen after next year, I guess, or the next new year. But yeah. Um... So this stuff I don't I don't find that bad. And then he starts going off on individual people. Basically, a lot of them were trying to say like, you know, essentially, uh, sometimes like, I'm, I'm I can't find the exact tweet from Tony, but sometimes like you know it's not you 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 kind of go after a lot of people, but it's actually fans you know that that have that perception or and. Tony couldn't handle himself. I'm trying to find the fucking quote. I just had it. This website is absolutely terrible. Uh, which yeah, is the reason there. So uh, while you're looking for it, I'll talk about the Meltzer stuff real quick. I'm assuming that Meltzer. I don't. Re I I don't remember how the question was posed to him, but his response is exactly what happened in WWE. Like that's WWE's booking. Yes. Uh, the way they do flights and stuff. Like he gave the exact of what that is. Uh. 
it's not his fault that he doesn't consider AEW on the same level as WWE. I'm just, I, I mean, I know I'm. This is not an anti AEW thing right now, but like, I'm assuming the question was posed from a WWE fan, and Dave answered it as like, "Oh, you like WWE? Here's the answer." And he gave exactly what happens to WWE. They have to pay for their own flights. They have to pay for their own rental cars. That's been a thing since forever. Like, listen to Jim Cornette's podcast talking about collecting receipts and rental cars and uh, how that guy got slammed through windows. Rental car cost him like $5,000 or whatever the fuck it was. Like, that's been around for a long time. Uh, so... It's great that it's different in AEW, but I don't think that it was like a shot at Tony Khan. Tony Khan is still pissed because he's like, stop doing shoot interviews and stop burying your own company, which happened the week before. So Khan's just going to be mad at uh, Dave for a while, I guess. That's that's where we're at. Which is going to be hilarious when Dave Meltzer just fucking flips the switch and only likes Japanese wrestling and WWE. He shows up on fucking Jim Cornette's podcast. And he's like, I'm sorry, Jim, you're right. Wow. That will be a very, very cold day in hell, but that'd be crazy. I just want to say that I lost my mind for last year. No, I don't think that's going to happen. All right. So basically this also, this was going on with uh, a fan, a, a random ass fan called Cubs fan who was talking about the dream match concept that Tony Khan put up uh, with the Kingo and Kenny Omega. We'll get to that match. It was actually a really fucking awesome match, but the AAA uh, mega champion, their world heavyweight champion. And someone said, who like did the, the little mean thing under his post. And this kind of sprouted several different people going back and forth with them. Uh, Cubs uh, fan wrote, you're not expecting to know, who everyone is. I know a lot of people and there still are others I'm learning about every day. But also if you have the time to type who, uh, just click the post. Uh, you also have the time to Google, uh, posting who, uh, instead of just waving, I'm a goof, ignore me flag. So this guy was, was responding to the person that put the who thing. That's who Cubs fan is. I apologize. Khan said, they aren't doing it to be genuine. A large percent of those replies aren't from real people. A lot of them are accounts that upon uh, inspection seem to only exist and question and rip AEW and most of their other content seems to be cover story to justify the existence of their accounts. Uh, Khan then posted a follow-up tweet to continue ranting over AEW or anti-AEW bots. Uh, one of my favorite bits they do is when they claim they used to love AEW in the old days, but not anymore. Yet when you dig into their old posts, there's nothing positive uh, on AEW ever. Yes, I'm sure you all used to uh, be great fans, despite no evidence of what's uh, of that whatsoever. Hashtag AEW Rampage. Hashtag TNT. Um, and then another fan uh, asked if anyone has ever been this perpetual online before. And Khan responded with a reminder of how long he's been uh, following pro wrestling online. And he said, who the fuck would take this literally? I've been online since Grandstand Wrestling Forum on Dial-Up American Online. Hashtag AEW Rampage tonight. Hashtag TNT. Oh, God damn it. It's like he does it. He makes it so easy. <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, bro, but, me too. <laughs> no, no, not I mean not to shit on Tony Khan for that. Yo, me too, buddy. <laughs> was there? Oh my god. I'm, I'm, there was one other thing that he had said that was like, Tony, fucking chill, man. Like, you don't have to talk to everyone. You don't have to be so literal, and you don't have to be so defensive. I'm, I, I know there are probably a lot of bots. I mean, I think that's for everything. But there are a lot of fans that it's it's not so much they hate AEW. Some of them are fucking dickheads more so than others. But some of them just want it to be better. You know, unfortunately... I, I mean... I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Okay. But as a United States wrestling fan, Vikingo, who... They didn't show us anything why we should care about Vikingo or his him and Kenny's Omega feud leading into this match. They're just like Kenny's Very fighting Vikingo. You guys should champion, and that it was about to take a championship, <laughs> which Kenny to have if he had to drop it. Didn't say anything. That, that's what that's what I'm saying. Is like so you know while that guy saying who was just like person being a dick, which I get it because sometimes you just need to be a dick. Uh, I do that to Rangers fans all the time online, but <laughs> I have never there, seen there is an honest question there of who, because like, as an, if you only watch AEW, like my nieces, they've only watched AEW. They don't, they don't know about AAA and CMLL and they don't even watch WWE. Their little world is AEW, right? They have no fucking clue who Vikingo is. They're like, okay, Vikingo versus CM Punk. Okay, cool. Or uh, not CM Punk, but Kenny Omega, right? They don't know. Tell us who he is. Who? Who? The the question who <laughs> is important to get to the match. Now, was that guy being an asshole? Yes. <laughs> Can you tell us who Vikingo is in like, you know, a thirty second video package? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And and this is not the first person that's come from another company that it was just like it was expected for, you know, quit playing towards your niche audience. You know, it's great that they were thinking about doing another show starting in July. I think that's a lot, um, especially, like I said, with all the YouTube comp content and the Friday show that not a lot of people honestly watch. But, hey, if Warner Brothers wants to do that. I'm not going to say, it, you know, along with the reality show, it's like if they're doing well with their owners, great. But at the same time, you guys got to start telling us about stuff. Like, you know, me and Chris know who Vikingo is. Not everyone's going to know who Vikingo is. And I don't think that that's against him to give us some knowledge. You guys didn't even, you just expected just because the audience there would react to him that Okada would get this giant reception. And he got a pretty damn good reception, but introducing everyone to Okada and actually having some videos and shit like that. This is this is many wrestlers that have come in and out, you know, that are part of other companies. So that is kind of on them to kind of, you know, it's not that that, that the fans are all stupid. Just show us why we should care a bit. You know, Chris. Right. And, and that's probably part of why that guy was so sarcastic with the who. Right. Like it, it, it's one of those where it's. I'm I'm not I'm not saying you should go out there and just say who whenever someone posts a name <laughs> don't be that guy <laughs> unless it's the Rangers because fuck the Rangers but 
Also, the Blackhawks. I'm on the Chicago thing now too. Um, but don't just don't, you know like the the guy. He he posted who, but it does pose a good question, right? Why like why should I care about Vikingo? Who is Vikingo? Like if you've never watched any Mexican wrestling at all, <laughs> Vikingo's never even had a big run, like. An impact. Like I'm trying to think of like American companies where Vikingo would add a bit. Like, did he have a run in Lucha Underground? No, he he came after Lucha Underground was around. He's kind That's of. That's what I'm saying. Like, evolve black label. Pro- like, I'm trying to think of like, even if you're Bro. like a if you only watch American wrestling, like, it's you're not gonna know who this guy is. I don't know if he has a win over Roosh, but there I know for a fact he has a win over Phoenix because he got the title from Phoenix, I believe, and he's got a win over Pentagon. They could, if they want to display him, like he is the the AAA uh, Ada or uh, Mega Champion. He blah blah blah. He has gone against fellow AEW competitors like blah 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 and won in single con. You know, just like a little bit of information. Him and Kenny were supposed to have this match, but Kenny injured himself. And had to drop the title, Vikingo ended up winning it from a tournament, and this is supposed to be their first match. And why is it what, honestly? I mean, I had I would have had no problem with Vikingo going over if they did this for the belt, especially with some of the shit that happened at the end of that match. Um, I thought he was actually gonna win a couple of times, but we'll get to that. But uh yeah, I just he's not good with handling criticism, man. That's what it really comes back down to. And Sometimes he acts a bit immature. He acts like a little rich boy online. Um, and and it's, it's mostly bots. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, that's so tone it's, deaf. It's, it's, yeah, it's definitely tone deaf. And it's also like, look, bro. Like, I have, like, look, Tony Khan, if you're out there, <laughs> I have a SoundCloud. You can go find it. Criticize my shit, buddy. If you don't like it, let me know. And I will try to change and get better. The the entire, like, doing anything you just want to get better at, right? Like, there's criticism for criticism. I feel like we try to be positive, right? Like, when we talk about WWE or AEW, and we've buried both in the past for various reasons. But, like, man, he just gets so upset about little shit. Like, you know, like, I don't know. Going off on a fan who said who? <laughs> like. Well, even this. Why are you listen to this. wasting your time? <laughs> this is uh, one of Dave's, I guess, fans, uh, Corey21891, and he said basically to Tony, um, I think that he wasn't, I think he was just referencing WWE or whatever. And Tony's response to that, well, the kid wasn't, uh, the, there was, he didn't even, wasn't being a dick. He said, really, Corey? You could have fooled me because he said domestic wrestling companies in his tweet, and I own two of those. Thank you for your totally unbiased thoughts. Like, dude, lay off the fucking... That's when I really want to say lay off the cocaine and get the fuck off the computer. Like, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know if the time to alienate your fans is right before WrestleMania <laughs> when they have very... Well, they seen it in trying to promote in. Rampage in that post, you know. <laughs> hashtag Rampage TNT. Dude, it just, it's, it's ridiculous, like... I haven't had a person that I've wanted to get off fucking Twitter this badly since Donald Trump. My lord, like Tony, just he, take the day off. He, when Tony himself, like 
Tony has good. He he's had some really good storylines and books good matches. He puts good people against good people. But God, does he just like want to have a pissing contest for no reason? Like you're not in the league of uh, WWE yet. Build there, buddy. <laughs> like you know they've been doing it for fifty years at this point. Yeah, it's gonna take you some time. You can't, you can't day one buy your way to having a great wrestling company. I mean, Ter- Ted Turner did it. Maybe that's what he should do: is hire fucking Eric Bischoff. Like, I don't know what to tell him. I don't know either, man. Um, so that but, was the only thing online, though, Chris. <laughs> from Tony. yo, fo- follow me on Twitter at Chris R. Patton. Shout out to Brian Alvarez for not being a punk bitch. Um, <laughs> Let's talk more about Twitter. Yeah. How amazing it is. Um, anyways, we got the transcripts online. Um, they were going around from Tony Khan talking about a new agent. Have you ever heard of this guy, Chris? Bill Goldberg. Uh, he was on that Las Vegas and Sporting Tribune show with uh, Adrian Hernandez and basically was asked about Bill. God, Tony, do you really have to talk this much? All right. Anyways. All right. I have a lot of respect for Bill. I think Bill Goldberg is a great professional athlete and has had a great career in pro wrestling and is a very nice person. He actually has a lot of ties around the Jacksonville uh, community. His family is from Jacksonville and they've done so much great work in the community. There is a great hospital, the Wolfson Children's Hospital, and Bill is related to the Wolfson uh, family. Uh, they have done so much great work in this community, and that's partially now I've uh, gotten to know Bill throughout the years. He's a household name in pro wrestling, and certainly that's interesting to hear that he's a free agent. Uh, it's something to follow, and he's one of the biggest names in wrestling, and certainly will be something else. Will be in something else. So keep an eye uh, out for us. Uh, we have so many great wrestlers in AEW. And so many uh, exciting things happening in AEW week to week that it's always on, uh, always an exciting time. Bill is an exceptionally exciting name and one of the biggest names in sports. Certainly, it's a big thing for us to pay attention to. I would take notice of that. And it's very, very interesting. So, uh, I mean, is that... Uh, that's a yes, pretty much. <laughs> Either that or why would Tony talk that much uh, in you know, <laughs> why would Tony talk that much? Have you heard it? <laughs> yeah, never mind. Uh, <laughs> okay, you could ask him how to tie a shoe, and it'll take forty-five minutes. <laughs> so, me and you, obviously, uh, we've expressed we're not the biggest Bill Goldberg fans. Fuck, I got a cease and desist from that motherfucker. Fuck Bill Goldberg. <laughs> but at the same time, this is gonna happen. I think I'm. Uh, I'm gonna say. That I, as long as it's not more than it is, I think there is some upside to this, or there could be some upsides to this. And I mean, you like it or not, Bill Goldberg is a big name, and they could use a bit increase in ratings. And I'm sure, even if it's a, for a smaller amount of time, you know, there are fans that would want to tune in to find out what it would be like to see Goldberg on Turner-based you know, television programming, uh, again. So, um, and for a lot of other reasons, but, uh, 
I'll go into my ideas. Um, do you think this is done deal, though, Chris? And what do you think about Mr. Uh, Goldberg coming back to TBS TNT territory? Uh, well, if he's in ring shape and someone can book his match, then it should be okay, right? Like, uh, for me specifically, I would go, like, I would have Sting beat him. You know, give Goldberg a few squash matches and just have Sting beat him and you have the WCW moment. Yeah. I think to make it worth their while, they would have to get a couple things out of him. I mean, I guess they could do a one and done at double or nothing, but it seems like keep him around for a couple matches, but it would have to be the exact style matches. The the positivity, and I can't believe it seems like me and you are both being a bit more positive about this than than uh, you know I would maybe anticipate. Um, the fans might not actually be behind Goldberg. There might be a chance. Oh, they're gonna. They're, They're going to boo him out of the fucking building in AEW. The AEW fan base is going to boo this motherfucker out of the building. But that's that's but it'll these are, pop a rating. These are some very interesting concepts, okay? One of them is being, what if Goldberg's faced to be the to be a heel? Um, we've never seen that before. I really am intrigued by the idea of a program with him and Jericho because of their beef that apparently they've squashed, but we've all known about. They never had that program. It's an interesting concept. You mentioned Sting, and then there's also the inevitable have Goldberg put over Wardlow. There's that comparison there. Those are places you could put Goldberg that it could work. You got to be careful because he's getting older, and for God's sakes, I don't want to see him injure someone. But there are some things you could do with Goldberg. Possibly. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's smart money, right? Like, it's going to draw eyes to your product. It's He's still Goldberg. <laughs> like, he's still a big deal. Um, and the, the caveat, like you said, of him versus Jericho or him versus Sting, which I think is the two money things. Unless I can get CM Punk back versus Goldberg, which I guess they, they will both just die in the middle of the ring. You give him a uh, injury-wise. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think I think that I think the two obvious answers would be Jericho or Sting, right? Um, and it could be both. You could do Jericho. You could do a short Jericho run, and then because Sting's got to have one big send out uh, for his last match. He's he said he's retiring after this year. So him versus uh, Goldberg, not that bad. If you work that out, where that is the last match you do, and it's both their last matches. That's kind of a nice little tip of the cap to the end of WCW, you know? I like that. Yeah, idea. no, I, I I agree with you. I like there's room for Gold like Goldberg uh Goldberg can like Brock Lesnar carried him through a good match. The match just needs to be booked very specific to Goldberg. What about uh wait, 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 wait. Like, Taker I, I, Taker trying to call it in the ring is not <laughs> you know yeah, it's not gonna I, have, work. I, I have the perfect <laughs> opponent for Goldberg. We're, we're not thinking about what about him in Orange Omega? <laughs> That'd be amazing <laughs> just to see the two of them looking at each other. Oh, Goldberg bashes his head all throughout that arena and comes into the ring, and Orange Cassidy gives a little, little leg kick. Oh, god, <laughs> <laughs> I'm boxing him in a segment. 
have a bash your head in and it's bleeding contest. <laughs> Start just nailing Joey, Joey Janela shows up, wins the title somehow. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> it will be interesting if that happens. I don't know why Tony would use phrasing like that towards the end of that if he doesn't, if he's not talking to Goldberg at least. Um, well, Goldberg has been out here also talking about mania and how he was in talks of mania and uh, things got cut short. And it kind of like it happened after we started hearing the Brock Lesnar, like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And then the, he kind of piggybacked on that of like, oh, Lesnar didn't want to wrestle me kind of thing. You so know what? I don't know. Because now fucking Bobby's screwed because. Bray's whatever, so Bray's not apparently going to be at Mania. Why not have and Goldberg and Bobby had a good match? If you don't remember, it was a very short match, but they could have put something together and put the two of them at Mania. Like <laughs> that's what Lesnar said. He's like, "Why not just me and Bobby at Mania?" <laughs> I know, man. It's ridiculous. It should have been Bobby and fucking Rock at at, at Mania. That would have been the end of their feud. Instead of getting Omas involved, have Omas go against Goldberg. Instead, like Lesnar kicks him in the dick and they just move along. That was that was the end. That was it. <laughs> All right. Well, so now Lesnar's got to pick up Omas. <laughs> like I said, this could. I think you could still do my original uh, planning for that, where it's just a double, like a double DQ. You roll Bray Wyatt's ass out there. Lesnar interferes in that match. You roll almost out there, and then fucking Bobby interferes in that match, and then the next night it's Bobby versus Lesnar. You can still get there. Yeah, no, I agree with you. All right, well, should we go over some of these uh, shows? We got three to go over. Um, also, also, what happened to Bray White? He's wrestled zero matches. Dude, <laughs> I, I think that injury is bullshit. I think he's all butthurt because Bray Brock wanted nothing to do with him, and um, maybe Triple H was like, dude. I hate. I would, let, let me just say this, Bray. I had a lot of hope for you. I think you're still a great mind for some of the weird shit you come up with. But Edge, in one promo, looked more sinister and more evil than you have looked since coming back. Uh, and all he had was three fucking candles and no lights. I mean, I don't know, man. So I, I don't know what to fucking tell you. Uh, but, but I, you I, get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying, though. Like, how did how did he get hurt? The lights out match. Yeah. No Has idea. he taken a bump since coming back? No. Feel bad for Bo Dallas now, for Christ's sakes, Jesus. Well, uh, so is it Bo Dallas versus <laughs> Bobby at the pay per view? What are we doing? No, Bobby's in the uh, the fucking Andre the Giant Battle Royal now. That's going to be on next SmackDown. Yeah, but on Bobby Lashley, I just don't even show up to that. <laughs> I pull Ultimate Warrior, and I'm like, nah, fam. <laughs> Dude, you know what? It's like at that point, it's like you put Omos in it just because he's a giant, even though he has a match, and then Bobby hurts him and takes his place. Like, why the fuck would you? Yeah, it has to be something like that. They have to get back to Brock versus uh, Bobby because, like, otherwise, who ca- who cares about that? How do you feel about it? Uh, just 
Our boy, Austin Theory, starting off uh, fucking WrestleMania against John Cena. It's like Brock it's when he awesome. in the opening match. Now John Cena is in the opening match of WrestleMania. Let's take a quick break to talk about this WWE 2K3 or 2K23. Have you been playing it? I love it. I think it's awesome. Okay. They have so no- I've been playing through the uh, John Cena storyline. Yeah, that shit. It's all right. So, so me, I, I like to get around all that shit and just buy the thing so I can have all the fucking characters instead of dicking around. And it really pisses me off that this year they decided to give you a bunch of characters that you get, except for the ones that are in John Cena's storyline. So, in order for me to be able to play as Kurt Angle and lots of other people, I have to do these fucking things. And you know what? I will admit, I put it on easy and I put it back on Legend. When I'm playing by myself, but I am not dealing with a fucking hard opponent when I'm just trying to unlock some motherfucker. You sons of bitches. I, uh, I'm just hard on medium, <laughs> so just stay on medium. And I also change my buttons to tap, tap buttons. <laughs> so probably not the best example, but Jesus Christ, does John Cena go for that off the rope stunner a lot? <laughs> you know oh, the second that- rope You're- stunner. <laughs> Yeah, has that happened to you on this game? <laughs> no, I, I uh, actually, no, I, I don't believe so. Um, every time I try to whip him in the ropes, he, he tries to hit me with the off the rope stutter, and it's glitchy. So he like, so it's like it, diagonal. And... <laughs> tweak controls how they kind of make it somewhat. Oh, lost you there, buddy. Um, but yeah, like John Cena is always bouncing off the ropes, trying to hit me with the stunner. Um, I like the new controls. I think they're much better. But the last game I played was 2020 with you, I think, or 2019. I yeah. can't remember. You there? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah I can hear you now. Uh, I was I was saying the the I like the controls a lot more. The, but the last game I played was probably with you, like 2019, 2K19, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's been a while. The War Games is awesome, and the graphics look great. Uh, they're still trying to get some of the schematics down. They've had a couple glitches here and there. Their biggest thing is weight distribution for like stairs. For instance, and like heavier weapons, how they'll like just fling the fuck out of the ring real quick, uh, like they have no weight. But I mean, that's a minor thing. Uh, so far, I've been, I really like the uh, the new game, and just being able, I can't wait until some of the uh, creator wrestler guys get a little bit better. But the war games is definitely uh, something that's fun to play as. I mean, you're gonna have to hook up online. Yeah, it's it's been fun, man. I've actually enjoyed it. I played through the Cena uh, story, whatever the hell, and and the graphics are so good. The transitions look really good. They yeah. they really do. Um, like the flashing in and out, it it's pretty fucking good. Especially if uh, like uh, for instance, there's a specifically you're playing Biker Undertaker. Spoiler alert for you guys out there. Uh, feud with John Cena. Biker Undertaker, there's like this thing where he pulls the straps down 
and then it cuts to him pulling the straps down. It's like, holy shit, that looks really good. Like the cut graphics to transition. Um, man, I hope AEW's gameplay is really, really good because uh, I think that I think that uh, WWE 2K23 kind of knocked it out of the park on this one. Honestly, I, I've enjoyed playing it, and I have not enjoyed a lot of those other games, as as you've heard me bitch about over the years. So, yeah, I like that they even kind of made the blocking system uh, easier, especially like if you press, if you start button mashing, you actually might break someone trying to do something. So I, th- I, I think just overall they they've made a pretty damn good game. And hey, man, AW's had like what four fucking years to put this goddamn game together, so hopefully it eventually comes out. I heard the biggest problem they're having is the roster, because when they started, you know, they had certain people, and they don't have certain people now, so they're talking about DLC, so that's that's something they're hung up on, but apparently still on this version of this AEW game that we don't know exactly when's going to be released, um, CM Punk and Cody might still be on there, because of when they started well, CM- Hey. See, CM Punk's still under contract, so. Cody's kind of weird, though, especially if he becomes champion of WWE and this, this game comes out right afterwards. That'll be uh, interesting. Hopefully uh, Christian runs in and ruins it for him. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, that's going to be fucking weird, bro. <laughs> like, I didn't think about that, but yeah, Cody's going to get the title at Mania, and then your game's going to come out. It's going to be WWE's champion. Oh, man. Weird. Uh, yeah. So how Maybe they just delete. <laughs> Sorry. What, uh, if, what, if you, what, what if every time you pick Cody Rhodes, if, it, if he's in the game, Matt Hardy shows up and goes, delete! <laughs> and he just disappears. <laughs> so you can never play as Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes in WWT uh, E2K23. Uh, a lot of fun to play as. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's 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 head over to WWE uh, for a second and kind of talk about Raw and SmackDown. Uh, all oh, the well, well, we were talking about the Austin Theory match, right? Austin Theory versus Cena. You asked me about that one. That's that's yeah. how we got to the uh, yeah. Josh. Did, we fin- did we finish talking about that, or have we still left that one open? Because if we have, then uh, we left it open because I was talking about John Cena always trying to hit the <laughs> second road stunner on me. God, he's a dick. Oh wait, John Cena is invincible. They have Super Cena as a, as a person on this. Um, I don't know. Did you open? Did did you uh, did you unlock him? Because I, I guess like the last match is a four way match with you, Austin, uh, Bruno, and um, who's the other person? H- Hogan. Yeah. No. The the entire moments storyline with John Cena that it's really fun on that game and it's kind of crazy. Uh, but. Yeah, I need John Cena, Super Cena, to stop trying to get me second rope stunners every time I play against him. Yeah, that would make sense. No one wants to do what Super Cena doing that type of shit to you. Uh, well, getting back to it, though, John Cena, Austin Theory. 
uh, starting off WrestleMania for the U.S. title. I think Austin Theory needs to say some shit Monday because so far he's looked like the bitch. But uh, I'm sure they're going to have some type of interaction, I would assume, on Monday. And uh, one hell of a first match, man. Uh, fellow Georgia boy. You know, I have friends. I have a coworker and one of my good friends uh, that shared a locker room with him. So it's just weird in retrospect. A-Town down, baby. Let's go. I don't know. It, this should so, be a really, really fun match between him and Cena. Um, it's not. It. The funny thing is, is like we kind of wanted it because he looks like a little Cena, but it's not going to be Austin Theory's best match. Like him versus AJ Styles, way better match, right? But it's oh, yeah. fun because it's John Cena, and uh, it's cool that Cena is going to come back. I'm assuming Cena is going to lay down on this one. Yeah, I, I would hope so, actually. I think that that would help out Austin uh, a pretty good deal. So, Especially since, like I said, the first meeting between the two of them, he just told them that, you know, he's a piece of shit and his mom's a piece of shit and his whole family sucks and that he'd like to, uh, you know, set his grandpa on fire and shit. <laughs> I guess what if, what if, what if Austin that, Theory just showed... What if Austin Theory on... My, Oh, sorry. We're talking over each other. What if Austin Theory on Monday headed into Mania? He's just on the Titantron. He just shows John Cena getting beat by Kevin Owens. He's like, that's what's going to happen to you, bud. (laughs) And then he shows AJ Styles beating him. He's like, that's what's going to happen to you, bud. He shows Taker beating him. He's like, that's what's going to happen to you, bud. That should be his entire promo. You'd have like the... Just like a video of John Cena getting his ass kicked by everyone. He just shows the video where John Cena got suplexed a bazillion times by Brock Lesnar. He's like, that's what's going to happen to you, bud. Or the squash match with The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Destroyed him in two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um. By the way, speaking of which, a uh, good buddy of mine, like I said, my coworker, uh, Mike O'Rourke, a.k.a. Hoax, uh, someone that is on the independence over here in Georgia, uh, told me a story of him and Austin Theory in the locker room. And um, Mike thought it would be funny to get everyone's attention and get right next to Austin Theory and be like, dude, isn't our bodies like exactly the same? Isn't that amazing? Like, I look just like this. And apparently, uh, Theory wasn't very happy with that whole thing. So I thought that was hilarious. And uh, there you go. There's a story of Austin Theory. (laughs) Here's another story about Austin Theory. Get the fuck off Twitter, bud. (laughs) Jesus. Is he he causing some shit, too? Yeah. Like, he was calling AEW fans weebs and pedophiles. And then that brought up his, uh, you know, allegations of sending nudies to underage females from four years ago because yeah, of the internet. Hardest thing to fucking call fans that diehard, especially something like a pedophile. If you got some weird shit in your own closet, the fuck wrong yeah. with it? Also, just like you know, you could just call them weebs. Leave it at that, bud. <laughs> yeah, don't do all the sexual shit. Uh, but yeah, so he got a little bit of heat last week for that. Um, I think it's kind of 
you know, simmered down because it's it's WrestleMania, so everything's gonna get under the radar. But I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh yeah. don't root oh. you're about to have a match against John Cena. Don't fuck it up before it happens. <laughs> That's like a <laughs> It's like the, I mean, it, it, I, I, I don't know. That's like if I met Bill Gates and I had a great program in my hand and then all I just started tweeting bad shit, like immediately stop, stop yourself, bro. I know you're trying to, I know you're trying to be a heel, but fuck. Oh yeah. Just weirdness. Don't internet's not, not a good thing. It's pretty evil. So Unless you're listening to us with the internet, and it's great. Um, anyways, so let's let's go to the meat of the matter with Ron SmackDown, man. The buildup. All right, let's get there. The promos. Everything that happened. You know, we were out the week pr- prior. We got our moment finally where, you know, basically KO lets Sammy know that it was the fact that kind of like what was pissing him off was the fact that Sammy wasn't really looking for friendship or anything like that. He was looking for more for, uh, he wasn't taken on a personal level. And before Kevin could leave in his really fucking cool car, uh, which I'm assuming is a rental. Cause that's what they have usually at these shows, but uh, maybe it's his personal car. Um, but Sammy let him know that they are brothers and that they've always pushed each other. Even if they were both bad guys or good guys or whatever, going at it, uh, and that he loved him. And uh, brilliant performance, because at the end, when Sammy's getting his ass kicked, Kevin Owens finally came out and gave him a giant hug and a huge pop. Ross started with Kevin Owens coming out. Pretty big pop. He stops. Sammy comes out. Huge pop. They go to the, uh, you know, just talk and basically get, you know, through to everyone what they want to do at WrestleMania, which was pretty obvious. We all had heard and kind of knew what was going to happen, but it's working. Like I keep on saying, even though it's predictable, I am completely down, especially based on uh, how they're they're going about it. We have, you know, Kev. It, it was funny, Kev, like saying, "Man, they really like you," and then everyone tried to like give Kevin like his flowers by giving doing a KO chant. And he's like, I appreciate that, but I kind of feel like, you know, you guys did that because of me saying that to Sam. Love you guys anyways. Because <laughs> we all love Kevin Owens, but Sammy right now, I think Chris is on a different level. Yeah. I mean, yes. And Sammy has always kind of been there. They just fucked up his booking, man. He was a huge, he was a huge baby face coming out of NXT. He could have always been this guy. I don't know why it took him this long to get him there, but but yeah, it, it's funny. It's very Owen and Brett. <laughs> I know, I know, I know you guys like me, but what about this guy? It, it's very, which doesn't <laughs> doesn't lead, lead lend well to poor Sammy at this pay per view. So, so the question, yeah, actually, I kind of wanted to ask you that. So, Kevin Owens and Sammy win the titles. It's only a matter of time until Kevin Owens fucks over Sammy when they lose those titles. Or they actually lose the titles at WrestleMania, and then Kevin Owens, I'm assuming, takes out Sami Zayn. Do you have a similar thought process on that prediction? 
I have a stone cold run in on this for the save, and then you get the God big damn. Canadian win, and then yeah, okay. goddamn kids. Yeah. Um, if they follow win. up, yes. <laughs> Eventually, does this end up with KO giving Sammy a, a power bomb on the apron? If they lose those, I hope it ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna end up with KO just demolishing Sammy because poor Sammy. But also, I hope it's like Kevin Owens is like, I want my real partner back, <laughs> and just starts asking for fucking El Generico. That'd be the best. They're not gonna do that, but. And um, up with like a new El Generico. He gets El El Vagabondo as a tag partner for a while. <laughs> Uh, no. Yeah, I'm assuming that uh, Kevin is just too good at switching, man. He's too good at being whatever they want him to do, which sucks. But, you know. It's in handy. Always have a job. But, anyways, also coming from this, Usos come out because... Sammy and KO have basically dropped what they want. They want those tag titles at WrestleMania. Jimmy looks like he's going to tell them to fuck off. And then Jay grabs a mic and was like, you know, talks to his brother a little bit. And then is like, no, 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 no. We do need you because we're going to destroy you. You know, this is going to be done with. And, you know, you're not getting these titles. Showing a little bit of confidence. We then see that Roman Reigns is entering the building with Paul Heyman. And, uh, you know, that kind of ends the segment. <laughs> but, sorry. What, Paul, see, Paul what in every that. scene is hilarious. He's he's so overacting, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> like, how is oh, this man it, not the new penguin? It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they, they might need a penguin in the uh, DCU, even though they only they still have one in the other one. So, I could see Paul being a cool penguin. But could you imagine if they called him up and asked him that? He would probably laugh really hard and say how much. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's Paul Heyman's vibe. Well, if Burgess Meredith could do it. Um. <laughs> he's What he's doing is the Vince McMahon strut when he walks, and it's fucking hilarious. I don't know if anyone else has noticed that. You know, Vince's like weird arms full extended, legs full extended walk like a robot. Paul's doing that now, like especially when he walks behind Roman. It's hilarious. Paul Heyman is uh has easily escalated to one of the greatest managers of all time, if not the top best manager of all time over the past five years. Like he's he's really esc- he's really elevated his game. <laughs> yeah. No, I completely agree. It's like a fight between him and Bobby for me. But that's that's saying something, you know. Um, yeah, more than Jim. Yeah, no, definitely. To, to, Jim, to me, more than Jim Cornette. Yep. I would say Jim's three in that, you know, right after the two of them. I don't know which one you put one or two, but you can take it either way. Um, let's see what else is next. I, I yeah, but I, I like the segment. I like that Reigns is not, uh, kind of he's not attached to jay as much as jimmy man like it seems like and cody would call this out like you know 
Like Jay's going to fucking leave your ass. Uh, and then eventually Jimmy will do the same. And then, you know, at, at one part, it will just be Paul Heyman. He'll be an advocate for someone else. And I just thought that whole entire thing back and forth between Cody was fucking awesome. I thought Roman was just dropping him with some insults and stuff like that. Um, you know, just saying that he always runs away from shit. He ran away from W. He ran away from WWE because he couldn't handle Stardust. He ran away to an organization that he helped build and that he couldn't get over. So he ran away from that. And now he's back in WWE, and you know, it fired up Cody <laughs> once again. We saw his dad come out and you know talking about his Cuban mother and 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 saying that she would say to knock him out and then knock him off, knock him just for just for safekeeping, basically. And uh, I loved this back and forth. I love Cody's rage. Like I said, there is a point where he gets that side where it does sound very much like Dusty in a very positive way. Uh, That passion, that same, you know, just I'm going to do this and your life is going to be completely different after this. So you can say that the biggest night of my life is going to be the night after WrestleMania when I realize I'm not champion, but that's not true. I'm going to get your title. And then slowly but surely, you're going to be an afterthought. And it actually got to Roman. And instead of trying to come back with anything, he fucking dipped. And you could see the surprise in the face of Advocate. And then Solo getting baited by Cody, who's like, you know, bitch, I saw you looking at me. You better fucking, you know, be looking somewhere else. And just, you know, getting him to like try to spike him, but then Roman stopping him. Great everything, man. The cuts, the fucking, you know, I it's like a movie, dude. It really is. It's it's brilliant. Everything. Uh just great. Good stuff, man. I wanna know Cody's- how much Jeremy Jeremy Borash was involved with this sequence and how much Paul Heyman was involved with the sequence. Probably a lot, I would assume. But it was great. 100% great. It also makes me wish that Cody just doesn't win the title because of Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins is the cleaner. He's the he is the evil Joker character, right? Well, there's I know he's also, a baby face right now. This this is not. I love your idea because Seth Rollins would be great. But there is also a person that's supposed to be coming back around Mania that's healed up now and ready to return. And that's Randy Orton. What if Randy Orton fucking just came out and fucked over Cody? What if Oof. Randy Orton just comes out and calls out Matt Riddle? <laughs> That's the, it's like one of the opening matches. Matt, get over Dude, here. Good we match. Back titles again. Idiot. <laughs> okay. What the hell did you do while we were here? Injured. Fucking porn stars and shit. I just like that Randy Orton's like, I like him because he gets me high. <laughs> 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 oh god uh, I also I like Tin- I also, what are you going to say no I was going to say like 10 years ago didn't Randy Orton get suspended for weed no it's like <laughs> he got suspended for a while I like him because it gets me high bud <laughs> yep um it was like so they had <laughs> impulsive with Logan Paul Dude, I I really like I keep on saying I'm digging Logan. I'm digging his arrogance. I like that 
beside him just he being good at talking shit, talking against the audience, kind of interrupting the what chant that he's getting fucking just destroyed by and not letting it bother him really. And then I also think it's it, like I've never had a heel that while the entrance is happening, he's talking shit still to Seth Rollins. He's making fun of the fucking audience and saying, oh, man, Michigan, only do they have or wherever they were, has a shitty sports team, but, uh, you know, cheap heat, but also they're tone deaf. Like, you know, just just <laughs> and, and afterwards, you know, the, all we had all the mayhem. Seth comes out, looks like he's going to have a response. He's him. They go to the outside. Seth goes to do a dive onto the announce table. They move, move Logan Paul, and then he just jumps off and crossbodies Logan and a couple other people. There's a big fight, and then while they're getting split up and Seth can't do anything, Logan just lays him out. Really great punch. He does have a good working punch, um, which, I mean, he does have boxing, but you know what I'm saying. Um, and, uh, yeah, just setting it up more. And on the way out, their digital thing that I saw, I don't think it was on Raw, but Kathy Kelly's trying to get word from Logan. Logan just steals her fucking mic. And, like, after, like, kind of, like, <laughs> not doing anything, just talking shit while on the mic all the way out through the garage. And Kathy Kelly's going, can I get my mic back? So, but uh, it's working, man. And I am looking forward to this match. And uh, it's going to be fun to see Seth beat the shit out of him. but. He's a good heel, man. He he does not – people don't bother him. I really feel like it's similar that if Conor McGregor ever came to pro wrestling, I don't think he would be touched by anything, like, you know, spooked, like some people have that problem. But he's just a natural fucking Chris. Fucking yeah, man. he's He came in and has made his mark, and it was very unexpected. I didn't expect him to be as good as he was, but hey, holy shit. Celebrities take wrestling seriously, bro, nowadays. They're not yeah, coming dude. in all like... like uh... <laughs> huh? I said they're all like Lawrence Taylor. He was like... Back in the day, he was one of the only guys that actually like went above and beyond learning how to wrestle and, and getting good in the ring. Most Most of the time, you kind of had to like work around their limitations and shit. So, and it seems like, yeah, everyone, like very like, much funny was good. Lawrence Taylor, Carl Malone, bad bunny, fucking Rodman did. He's in this level. Uh, Shaq. Remember when Shaq power bombed Cody? That was sick. Man, like bro. I think he's sticking around for a while because they're putting him in the video game commercials. So I think he might actually have a run. So it's not the craziest thing to think that he might beat Seth Rollins at this pay-per-view. He could. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm down for it. I, I just can't wait to see the, the match between the two of them because I think it's going to be great. I think that he's proven himself. Perfect heel for Cody. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Because you can't go Cody directly back to Roman, right? Like you, you gotta assume that either you gotta assume that they're gonna go back to because Roman doesn't need the belt. They'll give him a little bit of time off because he deserves it. Holy shit, seven hundred whatever many days he's held the belt. <laughs> yeah, him versus Sammy, I would think is next. And then uh, you know Cody, Cody's gotta have a next guy. Maybe maybe it's Logan Paul. That'd be good. I'm down, man. I really am. Um, the last thing kind of about Raw, and I'll try to check out any other highlights on SmackDown, 
definitely was no the Dominic stuff happened last night I believe um, well he just called out afterwards and said that he was going to come to Smackdown to confront his mom and sister because they were going to be at that show <laughs> and uh, that definitely happened and finally hey everyone when's it going to happen when's it going to happen why are they waiting so long the pop when fucking Rey Mysterio finally punched Dominic and knocked him on his ass was pretty big and I gotta admit myself I was like finally so th- that's good because I needed a little bit to get into this match and uh, I I thought all that was good and like I keep on saying man Dominic he's still there is still room to improve he kind of stumbles sometimes but I think he's handled this really well compared to when he was a babyface tag team partner of Ray I think he's doing pretty damn good as a heel do you care more about this match Chris? Let's do it in comparison, right? We compare one to apples to apples. Okay. Who's the bigger heel, Dominic or Sammy Guevara? I know that they, dude, I always think the same thing. They're very similar flavor of fun. Um, I'm going to go with Dom only because I, I think that Sammy's about to get back up there as a heel, but he's kind of been on neutral for a little while. But if we were talking about but him. Who's a, who's a better wrestler? Yeah, who's a better wrestler, uh, Sammy? No, no, no yes. comparison. No comparison. <laughs> Dom, has, Dom has shown more and more potential. He's fast, he's quick. But Sammy naturally and also more experience is a fucking pretty – I always use the word finesse. He's got a lot of fucking finesse. Dominic is still in the beginning stages, I would say. Right. But that is Rey Mysterio. Well, but which but which one matters more? <laughs> Who matters more? I will in the scheme of things. No, I mean, I, no, which which one matters more? Being the better heel or being the better in ring wrestler? Uh I mean See, the thing is, Sammy's a great fucking heel, too. I, like I, said, I think he's kind of been neutral for a while. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of... Right now, I'm going to go with Dominic. I just think I've, I've really enjoyed his heel work, but I still think Sammy's one of the... And, dude, what Sammy... We didn't get a chance, and we should probably talk about it. That first opening promo with the four pillars. It's funny, the week after we talked about the four pillars. But them setting that up, I thought that was awesome. And that... <laughs> Creating it, and Darby for the first time really killed it on the mic. I feel like, yeah, that. that... I kind of talked about it, but it was in reference to the Dave Meltzer shit, so it, it probably needs its own. Because uh, that was where Meltzer was like, "Don't bury your own company, bud." Um, so. Yeah, I, I talked about it a little bit, but not not as much. But Dominic's great. Fucking, uh, have you seen these memes out here of Rhea Ripley pinning Selena Vega the same way a thousand times? It's hilarious. No, I haven't. <laughs> she rolls her up the same exact the same way. I don't know if it's like a rib. <laughs> she rolls her up the same way and does the tongue, tongue sticking out thing. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Look it up. Selena Vega, <laughs> Ripley, roll up. It's hilarious. Pins are the same exact way every time. <laughs> well, like, speaking of Rhea Ripley, uh, they gave us a fucking free match with Bailey and Rhea Ripley, and Rhea Ripley beat Bailey. Thought that was a really good win. Why? Well, no, good win for for her, but 
I don't know because there wasn't any distractions. I don't. Yeah, I mean, good one for Rhea. Rhea's like, um, she's stratospherically hot right now, so good for her. But I don't know, man. They should have brought Bailey back as a baby face. I feel like they fucked that whole how thing you, up. How do you feel about this? I mean, it gives people something to do, but they're doing the two four-way tag matches for number one contender. And obviously, we got the Usos going against um, KO and Sammy. And then with the women, the champions are held up in a three-on-three match with Lita, you know, Becky, and, uh, you know, going against damage control with Trish. Um, is I don't know. It's a weird... It's weird. I guess it works because it gets more people on hard. But then again, the Under the uh, Giant Battle Royal is not on it anymore. It's going to be on SmackDown. So I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about them. Yeah, I don't necessarily like it. Um, somehow I still feel like this leads to Trish versus uh, Trish. <laughs> what did I have on my last prediction? It was uh, Trish versus Becky. And uh, Bailey versus Lita. I, somehow I feel like that's still going to happen on night two. Well, uh, it would make sense. Good. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I still don't. I, I don't know, man. I don't like it. I hate multi-person matches. Too confusing. How about yeah. have a wrestling match? That's pretty good. <laughs> Do that. Yeah, I agree, but. Yeah, Ripley and uh, Bailey, they had their match, and she went over. Is there anything else from SmackDown last night that we haven't talked about? Uh, we talked about everything with Sami Zayn and KO. They kind of even made up more on the KO show, and they got attacked by the Usos. That's not really um, the IC Championship. That was fun. That co- contract signing was fun. I'm dude. I mean, these three have literally beaten the fuck out of each other all year. And even though it's a three-way, I think this one specifically is going to be a lot of fun. I don't know why they went to the lengths they did to make it a three-way. Like the double knockout <laughs> last week when they hit each other yeah. with their move. But it was fun. But I honestly think at the end of this, Sheamus is going to win still. Now maybe Drew McIntyre will be the one that takes the pin. So Gunther doesn't lose. He already called it like this is bullshit. And then you can have Gunther try to go after Cody because they kind of built that up in the Royal Rumble. So I don't know if they'll do that, but that's what I'm I'm, I'm assuming. But this is a fun segment. I'm going to go with you on this one. I think Sheamus earned the win on this. There you go. And I also love the impromptu Pete, Pete Dunn, you know, was like not having it and finally <laughs> jumped over everyone and had a fucking fun match with Kunther. Obviously a lot of people don't know that they've had a bunch of matches and uh, yeah, that was, that was a cool like little add in to that. Um, yeah, I think that was, I think that was the main stuff uh, that happened on I the think, show. I think um, be done with, it is a perfect ring of honor, AW wrestler. Yes. Still. So, yeah. Yes, he could go there and be an absolute monster. Yep, I, I just get on the mic. Like I like what he's doing as Butch, but God damn it, he's so much more than that. Um, he's making something work out of it at least, but he's definitely the like I said the Scrappy Do fucking character. 
He's got to be careful, though, because making something work and just having good matches can lead you into Dolph Ziggler territory. Yep. Right? Which, so. who's Dolph Ziggler? It seems like the new Dolph Ziggler. Um, uh, Mufasa, or Mufasa, I apologize. Mustafa Ali. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. You don't want to be there. Nope. Also, Pete Dunn's better than both those guys, so. Hopefully yeah. he does not get relegated to that. And if he if they start him going down that path, please leave. You're too him. good. He's too fucking good. Him and Brian Danielson, that's fucking money, baby. Print it. Yep, I agree. All right, let's get our uh, our, our uh, thoughts on Dynamite. Get out of here. Uh, we start off. Young Bucks have. It, it was very. There were some moments, especially the the beginning and the end, very Nitro-ish uh, from back in the day. I mean, we start off, the Young Bucks are t- getting taken away in the ambulance. Everyone's really concerned. Uh, Paige ends up going, you know, to the hospital with them. Kenny is being told by not only Paige, but Don Callis, like, hey, you got a match. Stay, you know, Excalibur. You, he, they're going over it. They're showing what happened. And. Everyone is just all, like, distraught. Um, interesting way to open up the show. What did you think of it? I think you summed it up best by being like, this seems like it was Nitro. Yeah, it, it totally had that type of vibe. I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but, you know, it's like, what the fuck's going on? And, like, within... And WWE does this, too. I remember they start off that terrible feud where jeff hardy got in a car accident outside of it mm-hmm. it's like it's an interesting way i guess to start off stuff it's different you know so will we find out so was it that's a question chris was it the blackpool combat club that attacked them did they make that clear or is it still open up in the air that it could have been someone else who's the blackpool combat club it's moxley yeah. Claudio and um, Wheeler. Yeah, why am I Wheeler? Yuta. Maybe. That's what they it's were saying. Really, it's not really they Moxley's have, move, though. I don't know, dude. Apparently now they're heels, but they're not really. I have no idea. It's it's a bit unusual. That's, yes, none of those guys' moves. They're not gonna like. Maybe it's uh, Dark Order. I mean, lame if it is, but yeah, yeah. it's not really, uh, you know what I mean? It's not really what the Black Bull Combat Club is about. Help FTR if it was them. Because I'm assuming everyone wants them to be babyface. Yeah, that's that's the weird, that's the weird thing with Black Bull Combat Club right now is... Are they hills? Are they baby faces? Moxley just fights everybody. But he's going to fight you straight up, though. Like, he's not going to hit you with a car. <laughs> That's not really in his uh, wheelhouse. Yeah. Well, well, we'll have a return of that same ambulance later on. A little, uh, little raw-ish, actually, to be honest with you, with that whole thing. Feel like another cowboy <laughs> from Texas is about to come out. Um. I'm forever uh, ruined by ambulance spots because that one time <laughs> that Braun flipped the ambulance with Roman. That's all I, every time I see an ambulance in wrestling, that's what I think of. 
Dude, some of the stuff they did during that time period was just gnarly <laughs> as hell. Like, Roman definitely should have been dead. You can't be on a gurney hooked up and thrown off a fucking loading dock. Like, nothing. Like, some of that stuff was ridiculous, but it was amazing at the same time. Uh, <laughs> it was It was like, it's like watching a bad B horror movie, you know, like, pieces. You're like, this is amazing. <laughs> it's just so terribly I was awesome. like, I love it. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Uh, so the show starts off with a nice little fun match to start things off with Sting, Darby Allen, and Orange Cassidy, the new AEW International Champion, which it should have been called that to begin with. Keep in mind, I'm sorry to give shit so much to the old name, but the All-Atlantic title and your first opportunity to use it is with Japan. That's... God dang it. Uh, but now it is the international title. Um, I guess their version of the Intercontinental title. Just like the other ones. It's called the Intercontinental title. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. But, anyways, they went against the Blade, the Butcher, and Kip Sabian. I felt bad for Penelope Ford because I'm like, I feel like she should be more involved in the women's division and she's just comes out with Kip Sabian when he has matches every so fucking often, so like I keep on saying, I feel like that's kind of holding her back, but who knows? Maybe she's getting over injury and I'm just not aware of it, but we knew who was going to win. Sting was fun. I can do without him doing some of the Orange Cassidy stuff, but you know, that's just me. Um, probably that was more uh, for the crowd. It wor- it, for me, it works with Sting, because Sting's crazy. <laughs> So, yeah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's good reasoning. Like, That's definitely good reasoning. His birthday was you know, that night. Sixty-four. Sixty-four years young. That was pretty cool too. I loved it. Had sting in it. Five stars. Five stars, man. And Darby at the end of it, just staring <laughs> at the uh, double or nothing advertising. And, you know, we know that that's getting set up. Um, like I said about that four-way. I, four swear, I swear if they start fucking pointing at the sign, though, bro, I'm out. They're not going <laughs> to do, do that. Maybe it's, if anything, it's Darby, so maybe he's doing that to be meta because WWE does that. But, you know, the four. If, it, if, MJ, if MJF does it, it'll be the best heel move ever. <laughs> he just fucking starts pointing at the signs. It would be funny if he was like, so Darby was looking at this last time. Why is he looking while he's pointing at it at this stupid sign? <laughs> Why are you pointing and looking at the stupid sign? No, that'd be hilarious. We have a schedule, bud. <laughs> but so, so the match was won by the baby faces. It was a fun match. And uh, yeah, like I said, Darby, he's looking at it. It goes into the whole entire promo of what happened. My God, did MJF look terrible from the strikes to the face that he had during that match. Having black eyes, huge bruise on his cheek, the whole bar mitzvah, you know, the whole four pillars. I thought all, all like I said, all of the three guys did a really good job of maximizing their time, including Jungle Boy, who I've been critical on with his promos. But also Darby, I think, stole it. And I like this idea. I kind of hope it's a, a three-way for those guys to find out who 
individually is going against MJF and Darby wins. But maybe they're going to do a four-way at double or nothing. But I like all of this. I think it's uh, interesting to do this first. But then again, you're also getting getting rid of three people all at the same time, I guess, too. What I do you want, think about it? I want, I want MJF to kill all three of these people in various ways. And then Sting is like, I'm undefeated. And then that's the title match. Sting wins the title, goes into retirement. Darby title up for grabs do a tournament after it no no man sting's gotta win it and then darby's gotta beat sting for it he's gotta put his all right fuck it (laughs) he's gotta put his emo daddy your emo daddy sting over sorry it's like it's okay son do it (laughs) hit him with a skateboard he's taker (laughs) now (laughs) sting is just taker Wow! <laughs> oh, man. That'd be amazing. They're not going to do that, though. It's going to be some dumb shit. and They're all going to lose. And, like, CM Punk will be back in, like, four months. And not talk about CM Punk beating MJF. And scene. And scene. Yeah, probably, unfortunately. <sighs> but, uh, yeah. What else do we have that happen? There was a video, a little quick video of uh, Fakingo and Kenny Omega. But like I said, like we could have used a little bit more of, of an explanation. I feel like I feel like the some of the stuff that they use is very just. Here's this person. He's going against this person. It's a dream match. It's not. It's not any of the announcers' fault either because they give no. 15 seconds to fit in like three years of a feud. <laughs> like exactly. <laughs> like holy shit, bro! Like Vikingo has wrestled Kenny Omega a bazillion times. Kenny dropped the title to him. Um, yeah, that's maybe a two-minute thing. Do a two-minute package there. All right. So then we had um, Top Flight going against the Guns for the titles. Uh, the Guns won. Afterwards, FTR came out. Um, and like I said, basically put their career on the line for the titles. So if you, you know, and I, and I completely believe you, uh, I just didn't know yet myself, if they're signed, that means they're getting fucking titles. So, uh, that's going to be interesting. I, does that mean we're finally going to get back to them in the bucks and finally have this last match between the two of them? Cause I feel like, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks so bad that Jay's not around. Because yeah. I thought that would be the wraparound feud, right? Because the, the Bucks jumped the Briscoes after that first match. And the Briscoes don't forget about shit, right? Maybe that still is it. Maybe, maybe Mark's got a crazy, hard-hitting motherfucker we don't know about. Maybe Samoa Joe and Mark will come out with the belts on. It's like, we, we still here. But, um, yeah, no, nah, FTRs, uh, it's got to be FTR versus the Fox, right? Like them and the Bucks. Uso. Well, I'm trying to think of top tag teams. It's got it's, it's the Bucks. Usos. The Motor City Machine Guns, which they're they still they don't for want for AEW apparently. The acclaim is big, but if you do that feud, is like who do you root for if you do FTR and the acclaim? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I would root for FTR personally, but I like the acclaimed as well. So that's kind of a little sticky situation. Yeah, the Bucks have to be heel going into it, which means Kenny Omega is your uh, sympathetic babyface. Well, it might be a like good role for him. I feel like, based on what happens at the end of this, he's headed to becoming a big babyface and might be by himself. Who knows? What What if the Young Bucks staged all that? You know, what's going on, man? What if Don Callis stays with the Bucks? And they're just trying to fuck over Adam Page and, and Omega. If if Jay Wyatt can... So if the Switchblade comes in, right, then Kenny's the odd man out. Ooh. Bullet Club again? Adam Cole comes in. He's a heel. <laughs> you thought he was a baby face, but he wasn't. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny, Kenny is the biggest baby face they have right now and they should have brought him back in that role they fucked it up like they fucked up seth rollins with his bad knee when he came back and won the title and they're like no he's a bad guy now and you're like no no he just beat lesnar and roman in a match no one wanted to see they're like, no <laughs> that's dude that's so match. true <laughs> look at Seth, oh. such a heel <laughs> he's triple h <laughs> Like, well, when Triple H came back and won the Rumble, like he was a good guy. They're like, no, he wasn't. He was like, yeah, God. so stupid. Um, hey, can, can we just talk about the fact that during Hook just destroying Stokely Hathaway for the two seconds when Hook wasn't amazing. just like <laughs> suspended? Him? He, what did he say? He, he quoted Tupac. Uh, <laughs> he made sure just to say it on camera too. Oh god, dude, that's my favorite. <laughs> He's like, that's Tupac. <laughs> I was like, he's so stupid, fucking. Oh god, <laughs> this is Carlton motherfucker. Uh, that was that was awesome. Um, <laughs> what are they gonna do when Hook's contracts up and Triple H is like, here's the money, bud, and Taz is like, go get the money, son. <laughs> hey, get out of here. You gotta go with it. You got you to do what's right for you. <laughs> Red Hook. Oh, shit. Red Hook. Suplexes. <laughs> Taz. What are you on about, Shivani? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are they going to Like, how is he not the pillar? <laughs> Hook should be the rampage pillar. He's like, um, undefeated. Also... Yeah, Anytime he's trying to go up on rampage. It's me. <laughs> Man, can we have a couple of pillars? Because I feel like Ricky Stock should be on that motherfucker too. If we're talking about little guys that are young, but... <laughs> yeah, it's just um, Team Taz. It's... <laughs> That's the pillar. <laughs> it's a real pillar. <laughs> it's real. These real pillars. But if you think about it, it really is. <laughs> like, yeah. as far as people you want to see succeed, like Hobbs. Amazing, right? Great athlete, great look, big hoss. You're like, all right, that's the big hoss. And you're like, all right, Ricky Starks, good promo, good in the ring. All right, cool bet. <laughs> and then you have hookies. Like, that. that's – Team Taz is the pill. That should be one pillar, Team Taz. Put and them then, back together. And Britt Baker <laughs> is the other one for that. Uh, 
I mean, those are your biggest homegrown, I would say. You know, those eight people, I would, you could say, probably put Jamie Hayter in there, but she came a little bit later, but that doesn't matter. Um, well, no, she was there at the beginning and then left and then came back. Yeah. They were like, hey, we need, we need people that know how to wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. That's <laughs> Like we're gonna throw you in. A, we're gonna throw you in a little group with Reba and Britt. Try not to be the star. She's like, okay, <laughs> we'll try. Got this. Oh man. Anyways, it, it's exactly the worst part about. All right, let's talk about Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. The worst part about the, the what I'm watching between these two, and they already should have pulled the plug on this feud like a long time ago no. between these two it's it, it's 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 fucking it's bailey and sasha yeah i mean it's it's, it's getting to that point i i don't really the out what are they they're not the outsiders they're whatever they're the same thing the outlaws all these outlaws it doesn't really matter man but they're doing <laughs> that Waylon jennings and will i'm just saying like it's just just fucking i don't know and yeah, the champion should be going against Britt Baker. We haven't done that. Brick, I don't really see her wrestle anymore. Um, you know, I'm sure everyone has a bad night at the office, but I saw a little bit of uh, footage of her at a house show going against Anna Jay, and Anna Jay's obviously green, but it just, it was like, Britt was wrestling every fucking week, putting out great matches on everything, and now she's like the side person for Jamie and. I just feel like Jamie's more over, bud. And that's fine, but I feel like the two of them would make money having a feud against each other because they're the two biggest, you know, people on their side of the, of the spectrum, the the women's division. Oh. So, oh, kind of, kind of like, <laughs> like Sasha and Bailey. <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. <laughs> maybe, maybe just pull the fucking trigger on it. <laughs> No one gives know. a hey. shit. I'm sorry. No one gives no one gives a fuck about this weird uh, spray painting L and like you worked in WWE one time gimmick. No one cares. Okay, I have a question for you though. See if you care about which one do you care less about, feud wise? Daniel Garcia, Adam Cole, or Juice Robinson and Ricky Starks? The Adam Cole feud because it just doesn't make any sense and it's a waste of Adam Cole coming back. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you, but it was like both of them are, are very random to me. And the fact that they did the juice and, and I, I don't know, we both weren't able to watch Rampage. I don't know if through advertising they said it was going to be on a separate day, but Ricky's going against Juice on Rampage and it kind of like, well, if you want us to take this seriously and you want to show a splash of juice, even if he doesn't win. You know, why the hell would you throw it on Rampage? But that's a whole nother thing. But, um, yeah, I don't really care for Daniel Garcia going against Adam Cole. And him and Adam Cole doing stuff on the mic back and forth on Dynamite just showed me even more of a reason why. Let me just put it that way. Yeah. I don't know. If you're going to bring out, you're bringing Adam Cole back. I thought that was your opponent for MJF. Obviously, they they think differently. Mm, I don't know, man. Did you know that Stu Grayson was the Incredible Hulk? <laughs> Jesus. It, 
you know, I'm glad Stu's back. He left. I think I don't I don't know if they let his contract run out or whatever, but I remember he left a little bit over a year ago. And now he's back. He's with Evil Luno again. We got those guys together in a tag team. And we were able to see him in a much more brutal match than I thought we were. Well, not brutal, but much more competitive match. And he looked good in it. But same time, it was like, even though Moxley was going to win. But do you think it was too competitive? Do you think it was? I mean, he also had a competitive match with Evil Luno not too long ago, too. Well, no, because Moxley's entire gimmick is I like to get the shit beat out of me before I just absolutely murder this person. So, like, the last minute of the match is Moxley just absolutely murdering the person. That makes sense. It's kind of like the Raven. I I don't know that it comes across as well as it, but you remember Mick Foley used to like to get beat up and we'd pull his hair out and the mankind, he'd pull his hair out and stuff. He'd just let people beat his ass for a while. Yeah. Raven would do the same thing, and then it's like, <laughs> even flow DDT, <laughs> go sleep. Uh, that's kind of what Moxley is doing in a weird way, but it it doesn't come across as well because he's also like Terry Funk. Like, a, it, it, I don't know. I think that's what they're trying to go for with some of his matches, and it just doesn't necessarily work. But, you know, he's trying he's trying to put other people over at the same time. So it's it's a little weird. For me, like Moxley should just DDT the spell the fucker, choked him out, game over. Yeah. Oh, you know, if, if it works, it works. And he looked really good, and you know, he's back now with AEW. So, the Dark Order. If, if there's people that are big fans of them, I like certain qualities of, of you know, all of them. But you got it. Uh, you know what? I can't. I'm not a big fan of Chris. Uh, the fact that the Dark Order is still a thing and Super Smash Brothers is not a thing. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Oh, uh, that, that's just me I, personally. Yeah, Sorry. I, I, I was just going to go QTV. Um, you know what would be great? TMZ is really popular still. Uh, we should pretend to do that with QT Marshall and talk about other wrestling companies and be way too fucking meta and on the nose and just, yeah, that would, I like these. These are good. QT Marshall has, it's going to help Hobbs four minutes of TV time. <laughs> How? <laughs> Why? I know he's Tony's buddy and his right hand man, but Jesus Christ. Bro, like Terry and Dory trained a lot of people that came through the WWE system. They weren't on TV all the time. Just saying, like Hugh Morris <laughs> trained a lot of people. Zack Ryder, <laughs> you know, like for instance, Jim oh, Cornette trained a lot of people in OVW. Don't have to be on TV all the time. I don't give a fuck, bro. I'm sorry. You could be the best wrestler in the entire world, but if no one cares about you, it doesn't matter. The greatest guitar player of all time. If you haven't written any songs, no one cares. Steve Vai, looking at you, homie. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta talk about this just because. <laughs> All right, so the next match: Tony Storm, Sky Blue, setting up. Shit. Tony God, Storm do, do we Sky have Blue. to talk about this? But the best part of this whole thing after the match, we have Willow Nightingale and Riho, who has the biggest fucking smile on her face while she's holding a steel pipe, and they run off all the heels. The the outsiding 
angels. What are the, what the fuck are their names? Can I can I get a goddamn? I mean, but just seeing this little <laughs> tiny woman run down with this giant pipe that's like as big as her arm was absolutely hilarious. And we're, we've like I said, man, we're on. We got WCW versus NWO, Chris. It's amazing. What is their damn name? Uh, wow. Outcasts. They're the outcasts. Uh, no, I don't accept that. <laughs> if they spell it with a K, I definitely don't accept it. <laughs> nope. They're not with the K at least, but uh, yeah. I, I hope Jade, I hope Jade Cargill challenges all of them at the same time and comes out to like eight aliens. <laughs> like, no, only one outcast here. That that's the move for Jade Cargill though, because you have these two groups and she's like, "Fuck y'all!" She just comes out by herself, starts demolishing them. There you go. That's that's the move, right? Because they got nothing like, unless you're gonna take the title off off of her. Uh, it. Just kill kill both these groups and then set up the unification match, title unification match, or put two titles on Jade. Like, if you want Jade to be a big ass boss hoss, this is the time. Like, why is she just pussyfooting around? Like, why she's killed Ruby Soho like seven times at this point? <laughs> Who's she scared of? Jamie? As she beat, I'm pretty sure she's beat Jamie Hader as well. Like, she's beat everyone in this little like clique. Like. Both clicks. She should just show up and just start power bomb motherfuckers. I agree. Yep. I think you're absolutely right. You know, she could bring in one other person with her. You know, if if you want to get crazy, maybe her and Mercedes Monet, they like bring, put them together. Like her, you know, anyone from Stardom, you, you carry carry Ojo or something. Like, who who cares? Like, or her and um. God, why Jordan Grace? You know, it's like this our team. <laughs> the rest, everyone else just retires, just leaves. Leaves poor Jamie Hader by herself. She's like, all right. <laughs> she can do this by herself. She doesn't need anyone's fucking help. <laughs> she doesn't need anyone else. Can do <laughs> Man, that that's. The entire women's division needs to turn on just Jamie Hader and always be gunning for her, and just she just starts coming out to many men by fifty cent. That's that's booking. That's booking one on one right there. Just trying to get Tony to buy some, you know, some a bit of hip hop so we can get a little bit more good good hip hop classics on our shit, which I think is a great idea. I do. Tony, spend some fucking money. You're already spending it in people hotels and shit. Am am I wrong on the Jade Cargill though? Like, why is she just not like fuck all? <laughs> I beat literally everyone in these both both of these groups except for yeah, Soraya. There, there <laughs> has to be a time where you finally have her go for the fucking world title, even though she has. I mean, uh, Goldberg had the U.S. title while he was undefeated, going in for the world championship. Um, I don't know. It, the, it's a big problem with me and AEW because they they do this thing where it's like, well, if you have a if you have a title, you can't go after another title. It was the same thing with that three way the the not three way that's that sounded really bad. Uh, the trios titles with the with the Bucks and Kenny Omega. It's like just because he has a trio title doesn't mean he can't wrestle singles matches, y'all. <laughs> 
which is why I thought Kenny was still hurt until he did that match with Lou Ospreay. It's like, oh, they're covering up something. He's not 100%. They had that match with Lou Ospreay and looked like fucking uh, a Super Saiyan. And Dude, uh, he's then great. he had that match with Kingo. <laughs> You're like, okay, Kenny's which fine. Was, which was the main event, and we kind of already talked about it, but awesome match. Good way to end it. If you don't know Vikingo, you definitely know more about him now. Yeah, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. It is very much a Lucha, Mexico, AAA, CMLL type match. It's not going to be for everybody. But it was a good match. For, for that it, style, it was a really good match. I mean, Kane did some fun stuff too, especially like the... I don't even know what the fuck to call it. The on the top rope, over the other person fucking powerbomb thingy that he does. I think Hingo with that part where it looked like he was going to powerbomb him and he turned it into a Hurricane Rana, Rey Mysterio style, and dropped him right on his fucking head. Like, Kenny, man. Jesus. Really is his best. Jesus. So he got brought up yesterday. Mount Rushmore of Canadian wrestlers. Canadian wrestlers. And uh, I just immediately spit out. I was like, Jericho, Omega, Owen, and Brett. I mean, I didn't have to think about it because I think Kenny has submitted his spot there and everybody else has already submitted it for me. It's not even close. I think that's a good, definitely a good four, yeah. There's only one, I don't know if you realize you're you're forgetting. That could definitely pop one of them off. And that's Rowdy Roddy Storm. Piper. Uh, not for me, but uh, but I would get it if someone popped like Owen off for Roddy. Yeah, but that would just mostly be promo, not necessarily wrestling. Yeah, and also Owen's yeah. a great promo. He kicked the leg out of the leg. Brown, <laughs> that's great. Fucking Kenny's great. That's great. Uh, I can't put I can't put anyone above Jericho on that Canadian list. He's the highest point of the Rushmore. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. He's had the the, the, the longest career, especially. Um, Longevity, change of characters, like, you know, three years ago before all the political and all the weird shit started happening. Now that he's in AEW, Jericho is Jericho, right? We're like, fucking, they got to go, dude. Jericho is amazing. I don't forget that Jericho is still amazing. There's a lot of shit to hate about Jericho, but there's also... 30 years of loving Jericho. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I mean, he is career than Brett and Owen. So, I think, in a lot of ways, and I think they pointed this out, is that really, and, and hopefully has potential to have as much longevity, but Chris is to his era. I think what Kenny is to his. And what I said, that quality, uh, I, I forgot who I compared to with beforehand. Jericho was another guy, man. He could go in there with anyone. He, you know, back in the day, he was the guy that you could put with some of the heavyweights and have a great match. Uh, he was the guy that you could put against some of the cruiserweights and have one of the best matches. And all the great wrestlers around his era went against him and had awesome matches. So, if uh, he can have good matches with anyone that's not named Psychosis, <laughs> yeah, you know, deep deep WCW joke for for the old fans out there. It's also those, uh, but. Set up, brother. Uh, 
But um, yeah, man. Bingo, like I said, though, we we kind of like already said it. Good stuff. Uh, since it wasn't for the title, a, and he it, beat, I was gonna say like if it wasn't for the if it wasn't for the title. And Kenny, a former champion, beat Vikingo. Do you think that maybe this down the line is uh, Conan getting Kenny, you know, in a title match at one of their pay-per-views? Yeah, I mean, I think this is a trade, right? Yeah. So Kenny's going to be on one of the pay-per-views. Because otherwise, why not Kenny versus Bendito, which would be a better match? Ooh, now I kind of want to see just because, and I'm sure they have matches, Vikingo and Bendito. I'm sure that it would work excellent together for that style. Because Bandito is super over. And this is a good thing about AEW is um, they are doing a better job of integrating uh, Mexican superstars into their roster and having matches with them, which is which is something that WWE has failed to do for a thousand years. And they've tried. They're like, oh, we're going to bring in Mystico. He's Sin Cara now, but like, we're going to change Sin Cara midway through. You know, like they've done, you know, like Alberto Del Rio, that's the guy. They they try to play, placate to, the, to that audience. Whereas AEW is like, yo, really great wrestlers from AAA and CMLL. They can wrestle here. It's awesome. Oh, I know. I mean, think about all the people. I mean, <laughs> Uh, uh, even though he hasn't been around, I mean, Andrade's still great. Fucking Bandito. Uh, they've had Dragon Lee in the past. I mean, they've had literally the top from either organization, their biggest guys. I mean, minus what? Minus Psycho Clown? That's the only, did they ever have Psycho Clown on a, that's the only person I could think of. Man. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Alistair yeah. Flack wins a match and Psycho Clown comes out. <laughs> Oh, no, they haven't had him yet, but that'd be, be incredible. I, I love the AEW's like, I, I love that about AEW. They're like, you know who's awesome? <laughs> the Lucia Bros. Well, also, you know, everyone they, from CMLL. <laughs> very WCW loved them because WCW was the first one to really bring on trying to have like the, you know, big Mexican stars. And that's the first time that we saw. Well, yeah, you're right, ECW. But I'm saying more of like a bigger broadcast, uh, yeah, a bigger audience, more, more, more exposure. But yeah, uh, Psychosis, fucking Hooventude, obviously Rey Mysterio, you know, La Parca or LA Knight, whatever you want to call him. Um, just so many, uh, super crazy. I I could go on forever. Uh, I, it's Ferreira. it's it's awesome though. I, I'm gl- I'm glad to see a little. This match was not my cup of tea, but you get the right mixture in there. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that I think it'll I think it'll be awesome. Like uh, Brian Danielson versus Vikingo, I think that will be awesome. Because I think Kenny's wrestled a lot in AAA, so he just did a AAA match, right? Yeah. Brian Danielson's like, I'm the American fucking dragon. You work my style, homie. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's certain wrestle, like, like Vikingo versus MJF. <laughs> It'd be a really good match. It'd be a weird match. It'd be really good. I like that. Oh. I like I like thinking about those those matchups. Like, I, I like the AEWs doing that, and they're, and I like the CML is uh, CMLL is 
Because it, is it uh, it's AAA, right? No, it's AAA, sorry. AAA is promoting their stars through AW uh, to some extent. It's just when you tell people about AAA and then you try to explain what the titles mean <laughs> and who the biggest stars are, so it's really hard. <laughs> so technically, most of their weight division is a cruiserweight, so that would be a very prestigious title over there. But then they also have the Latin American, which exceeds both the cruiserweight and the mega championship. But the mega championship is technically their heavyweight title. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Happy birthday. And then also, like, Pinta shows up and everybody's like, he's the best. Yeah, <laughs> like, what the hell is this guy? Lucha fucking Muda. Like, Lucha Muda. That's what he should call himself, man. Uh, he should call himself Lucha Muda. <laughs> there's an awesome picture. If, you're, if you want to see something, he actually tag team with the great Muda years back, Independence, or not, a couple years back. But they someone really did up the picture of the two of them, and it's pretty cool. I would, I'm going to get tattooed on my bottom. So, um, yeah. <laughs> my, my nieces pop every time he wears the Joker outfit. <laughs> so, there's that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like all of them. I like the black one with like making it look like it's a cobra up front. It also has a gold one like that. That's like Scorpion from fucking Mortal Kombat. Pentagon's awesome. He's one of my favorites. He had a match. He probably lost to uh, Hobbs on Rampage uh, whenever that aired. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know what? For, with my... Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, the international title. I like Orange Cassidy. Eventually, though, it would be cool. Penta would be the perfect person. We just talked about an array of different opponent or different uh, wrestlers from AAA and whatnot. Uh, like if Penta got that title and went to Mexico, literally to go against some of the biggest names in Mexico, maybe including a psycho clown, uh, kind of would fulfill the destiny of what the belt's supposed to do. You know? And putting gold on Penta, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Um, he throws it into a volcano and becomes more powerful. Yeah, yeah. Mecca. Me, no, that's, <laughs> oh, Mecca. Mecca Penta. <laughs> Penta Muda. Mecca Penta uh, Muda. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That... <laughs> he has a jetpack. Uh... Like, like a Max Moon or <laughs> like Conan was doing in the the 90s <laughs> when he was in WWE <laughs> or WWF back then, I guess. <laughs> They're like, he's a spaceman. Conan's like, it's a paycheck, buddy. <laughs> uh, it's it, it's incredible to see this influx of like wrestling. Now, that being said, I fucking hate Lucha tag rules. I hate Lucha rules. <laughs> Don't do that. Stop it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm over it. I don't really like that that's like, you know, the norm. But we never were told it was the fucking norm, you know? <sighs> what are you going to do? I hope if the Bucks go against FTR, they somehow work in a anyway. I'm assuming they're going to be heels. Like, so if the Bucks go against FDR, they somehow they're heels, right? 
they request red shoes as the referee. <laughs> he does a very strict 20 count. Yeah. That'd be amazing. I, I think they should <laughs> make, make sure that they actually tag it and out. Yeah, just like tie up Rick Knox in a closet or some shit. They yeah, they the missed new- a golden opportunity with heel ref with that guy. Yes, they did. But what are you gonna yeah. do? Listen to older podcasts that we have where I yell about how if you're gonna have Rick Knox screw everybody over <laughs> for the Bucks' sake, make him a bad guy. <laughs> nope, that was asking too much, Chris. But you know what's not asking enough? What's well, not asking enough, bud? I don't have a transition really well, I was going to say. But that's a show. So there you go. All right. doesn't matter. But hope you guys enjoyed this show. We had a lot of time. A lot of a lot of fun, I should say. Uh, you know, hanging out with you, talking about wrestling, talking about the happiness. And there's no problems at all with Mr. Uh, Phil Brooks or even uh, Mr. Tony Khan. And, uh, yeah, just uh, going over some wrestling. But don't worry. Next weekend is the Mecca. These next two uh, shows are two of the bigger ones. One's our prediction show for WrestleMania weekend and whatever happens, obviously, on AEW this next week. And the next one will be our results for WrestleMania weekend. So we got a big show next week, Chris. Maybe we need to get a nap in, uh, make sure we get some sleep before that, you know? Yeah, man. I he would definitely need to get some rest. But uh you, you know, you told me I could say anything I wanted to say before I came on this podcast and uh you would pay uh half half the legal bills or I'd pay half the legal bills and if that doesn't work out for us, feels bad. If you want to talk to me at Chris R. Patton on Twitter, Christopher dot on Facebook and Instagram. Also, Skate's Throats coming at you. It's coming at you. The playoffs are coming up. Let's go devils. Let's go Devils or the Devil or whatever. Uh, maybe oh, let's go that. Bruins for you, bud. Boston, they're doing really great this year, by the way. <laughs> Good. Good for them. I'm happy for those like, guys. You know? yeah, yeah, like like season-breaking records type. Good. Well, when Seems you really good, buddy. You, you got fucking <laughs> lots of great stuff like the Bruins and the Red Sox and the fucking Celtics. John Cena, you know. Yeah, but you know. All right, but um, yeah, fuck the Leafs, yeah. fuck the fuck the Blackhawks, fuck the Birds. Let's go Devils. <laughs> I just popped myself. Anyways, <laughs> if you are a new listener, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Like I said, uh, you can listen to it every week. We usually have the show out by Mondays, and we record them the Saturday previous before that. So definitely subscribe, listen to us. We're on any downloadable platform. Just search Wrestling Geeks Alliance if you want to find an array of different options. Just Google Wrestling Geeks Alliance, but mainly YouTube TV, Spotify, the big ones, uh, iTunes. That's where you go. Listen to us every week and enjoy yourselves. And guess coming. I am very talk about wrestling. Hopefully, no one says anything stupid in, on Twitter and. Yeah, that's all I got. So you guys have a great time, evening, day, whatever you're doing. The Wrestling Geeks Alliance be with you. And as always, peace out. Wrestling Geeks Alliance does not always go over what is said by Christopher Ray Patton. All right, bye. Get at me, Brooks.